Hi everyone! Just before we start this episode of Bygones, the Anime Bill Rewatch podcast, we wanted to let everyone know that this podcast episode contains content that some listeners may find distressing. Take a look at our show notes for some more details onto the themes covered, um, but we hope you enjoy the episode. Yeah. <laughs> you going, yeah, <laughs> Do you want to keep that in, the content warning, or you're just like, like rubber stamp? <laughs> yeah. I agree! Bygones, the Ali McBeal rewatch podcast, where we watch every episode of Ali McBeal through 2019 eyes. I'm Laura Jane Parker. I'm Eleanor Parker. And we are back for season two, baby! Whoop, whoop. It's really exciting! <laughs> We've been locked in our little box, getting our 2019 eyes fitted, and now we're back. Renewed! And this voice you may have heard, you know, like, that sounds uh, not like, like Eleanor or Laura Jane. <laughs> uh, we have a special guest for Yay. our first episode. We welcome Matt from the Spotlight podcast. Um, thanks, Matt, for coming on. Yeah, thanks for inviting me on. This has been a very uh, interesting experiment so far, and I can't wait to see what happens next. <laughs> <laughs> makes it sound like we've had you in a room, like, post prodding you. I have my blood back. <laughs> Saying that, uh, why don't you tell everyone who's listening who may not know or be familiar with you and your podcast who you are and where you've come from and why you're here? What's your name and where you come from? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, so yeah, I'm Matt and I've known you guys for a long, long time now. And so yeah. when this show was kind of in its infancy, I was hearing about it and thought it was a great idea. And then having my kind of animate Beal background is I've never really watched the show. Never, never seen never an episode wow. until now. Yeah. So I figured like, you know, it'd be great to hear, hear your podcast. And so I was listening along without watching along. I know it's a watch along podcast, but I was like, let's see what I can pick up yeah. just through listening. Cause who's got time for that? So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's been great. I mean, especially as a recap show as well, you do a genuinely good job of going through everything oh, so yeah. it's yeah. like and then breaking it all down we're very thorough yeah and uh, and yeah my show Spotlight that I do with my friends Liam and Paul Liam's been on the show previously yeah. yes. we are kind of a Star Trek-y recap show where because there's a billion of those out there our angle was that we're all non-Trekkies yeah and as we went along to see who becomes a fan uh, Paul's since been outed as the Trekkie fan he yeah, is he's a secret uh, Trekkie and you know I think the rest of us are getting there but it's a slow a slow trip through a lot of content and we're slowing down yeah, at the moment so much yeah somewhere. we've slowed down at the moment to kind of take in a side series called Spotlight the Movies oh, I've been really enjoying that yeah, yeah they've been a lot of fun to it. do yeah. so we're looking at films that have Star Trek people involved either yes. as writer, director or actor so we've covered like Three Men and a Baby directed by Leonard Nimoy Mr. Spock himself yes uh, great and uh, Unstoppable starring Chris Pine uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Newkirk and uh, we've got a few more coming up and we're starting to get guests on those ones as well now, I think so. that's a really good idea to do I thought it was a really good idea when you said you were going to do that because it sort of opens up the world yeah. more so you're not just so focused yeah, on Trek yeah. content and especially being like your angle being like even if you've never watched Trek before we're a good avenue to like yeah. see it through it like it just makes it really accessible for people exactly because yeah. with Trek there's so much of it it's either like you do it all and that's your show because you'll be doing it forever like yes. if, if, if you were doing a like this show for Star Trek first you'd be of all, there you got, forever you got yeah. seven series to do each with seven seasons nearly you know Jesus. Wow. Um, so it's either you do everything everything and that's your entire show for life or you sort of go through it briefly which is what we're doing and because it the brief yes. approach means 
not run out. Not, not, yeah. not run out of content, but it's like we've gone through the films, we've gone through the TV shows the first time around, yeah. and we're poking our heads in other areas, and then we're going to return to TV. And then, well, this year, 2019, being very interesting for Star Trek, because there's yeah. Star Trek Discovery Season 2 starting this I mean, month. I can't wait. There's a, new, there's a new animated show coming, there's a new Picard show coming, there's, oh, a, yeah. there's like a Michelle Yeoh spin-off series. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. There's another oh, animated show, so, I mean, ironically, in a world now where it looks like the fourth Star Trek film is canned, yeah, right, the film yeah. might be off the, you know, it's, it's a good indication of you know, peak TV surpassing cinema, yeah, which is kind of yeah. sad because it. But I mean, that's I guess where Trek started, and that's where it's returned because now there's like yeah, six new shows in the works and zero films. So it's, hmm. uh, Star Trek really is the well that never runs dry. Indeed, yeah, truly, <laughs> truly. <laughs> so yeah, okay. so we're really pleased to have you here for the first please. episode. And as you've mentioned, you'd never watched it. You listened to the whole of Bygone season one without having watched Danny McBeal. Yeah, so it's one of those shows again where it's like that kind of late 90s starting point it's just before tv got really good <laughs> uh, but it, it, it's, it's one of those ones where it'd either be like sunday mornings on channel four which is a way i've discovered a lot of shows it feels yeah a lot of shows that i never really watched <laughs> but always on channel four on sunday mornings i'm like uh what's this yeah um so i think i've flicked through over the years yeah. And I know you've both had the DVD sets forever. Yeah. It's not like you picked them up for this. You've no, no, we've had them. Old school, had them. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, but you watched this episode. I have watched this episode. Didn't, didn't I say at one point, oh, when I come on the show, do you want me to watch the episode? Yes. 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 <laughs> like, that would help. <laughs> I was really tackling this. <laughs> Otherwise, it would have been like, what's that movie that's just come out with Sandra Bullock? Like, Blind Box. The Blind, 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 Blind Box. Box. <laughs> yeah, Blind that would have been Matt in this episode, like, blindfold. Like, I've got no idea what's happening. Children, <laughs> follow me. <laughs> anything about like so I think so this question in here like um anything about uh the show having watched it now mm. that you weren't expecting or you imagined a different way from the way we were describing it, it in, I, in our season no I guess you've done a pretty good job at kind of covering it. I, I think this episode we're gonna chat was kind of a light on weird fantasy elements that yes. every time you mention I'm like wow this sounds crazy but it was a weird weird thing of like you know I literally hadn't even looked up who plays who so I've heard you say all these names and and I was like is that them is that them who is that that (laughs) okay so that's that and that's that yeah Matt said to me I don't even know who Elaine is and I'm like she's Jane Krakowski (laughs) (laughs) I was like I know her from 30 Rock is in it I don't know who she is in the show so all the Faces have been put to names and you feel a bit more informed. But it's weird, for like a series premiere, I guess, and like coming back for series two, it doesn't do a lot of, I mean, you have a main, a new main character coming in, but it didn't do a lot of re-groundwork. It just felt like a normal, here's a case. Yeah, that's true. There's no like um, recap or anything of what happens. There's no cliffhanger from No, no, That's really true. Are there any seasons that end on cliffhangers? That's a good question. I can't, I can't remember, remember off the top of my head. I guess once a show gets confident enough that it is going to be continuously yeah. renewed, they can do it. And network TV did it a lot. Yeah. And I imagine this is one where, say, series four into five, they're like, oh yeah, we're not ending and we're strong. 
let's well, do something big. They were not strong at the end of the series. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, okay, fine. Um, but yeah, so should we dive in? Yeah, so this week we're doing season two, episode one. Yeah. The real world. The real world. Um, and in this... the real world. <laughs> yeah, see, I don't know that song It's a Roy Orbison song. We'll get to it. Anyway, anyway. Sorry, yeah. um, this, this first aired 14th of September, 1998. So we're... Uh, at the end of 98 now yeah what would you have been doing well I would have started year 7 okay at at grammar school I was starting year 9 I was starting year 8 so that tracks so we're all the same age (laughs) the same distance apart as we were back then (laughs) nobody's gone quicker (laughs) but yeah so I would have been starting big school now big school (laughs) welcome to big school welcome to big school yeah um yeah. So yeah, that's that's where I would have been cool. in time. Good. So we interrupt this program for Eleanor's cultural stuff. Brought to you by the nineties. The decade more problematic than it looks. UK number one was Yes. Oh, oh, oh. Was it Run DMC? Oh no, we haven't done that one. Oh, oh shit. I'm trying to remember that. That September. I can is give it, you the artist. Ooh, oh yeah, give me the artist. All Saints. Uh, oh, um, Under the Bridge. No. Um, Lady Marmalade. No, it had that. Uh, War of Words. No. Or War of Nerves, or whatever no. it is. Was that a single? I don't know. The fourth song they did ever. <laughs> bring it on. Oh, bring it, bring it on now. Bring it on, bring it, bring it on now. Booty call. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love that song. I love that song. So good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, US number one was Aerosmith and I don't want to miss oh, a thing um, <laughs> Armageddon. Armageddon would have yeah. been out. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. yeah When I was back home with Christmas just gone I dug out I've got some old now this is what I call music You might On cassette at my parents' house I had, Yeah, yeah I, had, I, I found now 38 and now 39 and I think, I think they're both I think I think yeah. they're or both you from. Have you have thirty-eight. I think they're both from like ninety-eight or something. Yeah, it's full of All Saints steps. Yeah, and yeah. Run DMC is on one of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. and the last bit I've got is eighteenth of September. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rush Hour is released. Hey, I've never seen it. Oh, with um, Chris Tucker Chris and Tucker. Jackie Chan. Yeah, 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 yeah. I have seen it. Um, oh, it's not my fave. I think I saw that. No, we saw Rush Hour two in cinemas. There was. Yes, that was the fabled summer of 2001, which is often mentioned on Spotlight as a <laughs> horrendous year for blockbuster movies. You had, you had Mummy Returns, Tomb Raider, Cats and Dogs, Rush Hour 2. Oh, these, I like Mummy Returns. These, uh, yeah. You like Mummy, though. <laughs> the original. Brendan Fraser is good. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I think, um, uh, yeah, Rush Hour, like, that kind of genre of film's not my fave. Like the no, Eastern comes over comedy. to Western. Yeah, like. Shanghai uh, Nights. Shanghai, yeah, like Shanghai all that. Noon. Like, I'd rather watch the pure. Yes. Mm. Like, rather than the kind of uh, Americanized version. Like yeah, yeah, exactly. To appeal to American Yeah, 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 yeah. Brett Ratner does not know how to utilise the genius of Jackie Chan. Let's no. put it that way. <laughs> um, so, okay, so that's, that's, that's that. You're done? Yep, shut up. We close you down for another episode. Bye bye, cultural robot. So, the first thing to note probably is the first screen we get on this episode mm. is a title card that says, In memory of Phil Leeds, April 6th, 1916 to August 1698. Judge so, Boyle. he died. So, I don't know if you know who he no. is. Judge Boyle. So, 
from season one, mm-hmm. you might have remembered us talking about the one that wants to always see his teeth and he looks like yeah. a tiny little Yoda, like <laughs> he's a very old man. Um, so he actually filmed some scenes for this series before he died, just before he died in the August. Really? Um, that were meant to be in this first episode and they because he died before the episode started airing, they took them out and put them in a later episode this series. Oh, so wow. we'll get to those. We will see him. But he had literally like just passed away before this episode uh. was about to go to air. Like, so he's got the before. in memory of now, and then yeah. he pops up again later. Yeah. That's cool. Um, and I think I'm right in saying in the show they kill him off, um, his character. To, really? and, and they do like a little tribute in that episode. Kill so them off nicely? Yeah, 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 I think <laughs> okay. so. Because they're all like uh, yes, really sad I think about I it. Yeah. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we will come to that, but we don't get any of him in this episode, but no. they just put that card there because it was so recent, I think. To be no, like... I, I do have a. I, I did. was like. Isn't this stuff usually at the end of an episode? I was really yeah. trying to have it at the beginning. Maybe. I just think maybe because it was just so fresh and they didn't want to just go blasting straight in there not acknowledging that he'd passed away. I yeah. don't know. It is yeah. a weird thing. So you imagine everyone sitting around excited for turn of Adam It's like, yeah, oh, somber mood. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, that oh, made me guy. have a little tear. But yes. then we open and it's night time. Vonda, well, you get a shot of Boston at night. You do, yeah. Um, Vonda is singing this song that we just mentioned in the real world, which is by Roy Orbison. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we kind of get this weird like dream sequence basically Ali's in black with like light shining shining, kind of and then we get her we see like the shadow of a a guy but you can't see his face who's like Mm. reaching out to her with his fingers yeah um, and she's reaching back with, with her fingers, and they never quite touch. But it's like this weird don't they dream like, sequence. Or do they touch? I think they do. Touch I think they do, uh, and maybe do, like close like that her. later. What's that okay. later? Fine. Uh, like <laughs> Anna's making a disgusting noise with her hands. <laughs> <laughs> but basically it's this weird dream sequence everyone's in black and it's dark and it's like they're, it's like they're in space with like yeah, weird shafts yeah. of light and you can't really see the man's face no but, but like Ali reaching, is reaching, reaching for a man yes yeah, yeah. yeah. like Hit us over the head with that. Yeah. I was like, what is this 90s music video? Yeah, it was a bit like that. Because yeah, yeah, then, yeah. then, yeah, then she wakes up and she's like, cut to the music. Like, yeah. Duh, duh, duh. yeah. Every time she's flicking her head, I was like, all right, here yeah, we go. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it snaps exactly that to Ali waking up in bed, so it's obviously a dream. Yeah. And there's this rocky kind of strumming guitar, and it's like... Duh. And each time it gets a new chord, she's like snapping her head backwards and forwards and she looks under the bed, like side to side. Um, And then the music kind of just stops and she's sort of, she's got out of bed at this point and she's like looking and then the music stops and she's sort of holding her head all like confused. Um, And then Renee comes in. Yeah. And Ali's like, what? And and, and Renee's like, like, what? Sorry, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And and Ali's like, oh, I, I had a dream. It was really vivid. It felt like... It was more than make believe. And Renee's like, anything in diapers? Just like really deadpan, like for God's sake. Really not interested. Um, and Ali's like, no, 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 this seemed real. It wasn't just a dream. It was more. And Renee comes over and she sits down on the bed and she just goes, here we go again. And Ali's like, oh God. I hope not. And then yeah. we're entitled. And it's just this big, like, we're back! Yeah. Like, Ali's been crazy! And don't forget, Ali is empty without a man. <laughs> and she's kooky. Such a kook with her dreams. But yeah. So, I, was yeah. Su- I was surprised to see in the opening titles Vonda Shepherd so 
well, A, being on there, and two, being so high up, she's like above quite Yeah, so this is new. So the new credits, because obviously there's new scenes in the credits from, shots in the credits yeah. from this series, yeah. uh, season even, um, and I noticed that George's clips, are all of her with short hair, so obviously okay. like none from the long hair season one yeah. times. Yeah, era. Um, <laughs> yeah, era. era. And, uh, and Vonda now has star billing, because she didn't in season one. Yeah. Yeah. But does she up. literally just show up in the background singing? Yeah. That's yeah. the extent of her... Yeah. yeah, she yeah. doesn't have like wow, talking scenes. No, she's got a good agent, I think. Yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah. Wow. that's the thing. Like the reason I don't know if we've mentioned this in the podcast before, but um, the reason she was like so heavily involved in the music was because David E. Kelly was a fan of hers. Yeah, was like, I want her mm. to do the music, and I think she basically negotiated to... to be like, I want to be in charge of all the tracks that you put on there. Like, yeah. I'll decide. Really? Yeah, like she, wow. she was she like, she's had that much Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, okay, yeah. Oh, so, well done, huh? <laughs> yeah. So I think although she's not got a character, I think mm. the music is almost like a, well, another character. Well, you said it's like a Greek chorus a lot of the time. And so, so. I think if she was orchestrating yeah. that, pun intended, yeah, that's then really, actually uh, that's quite important. Yeah, that's but really it's still cool. a big gap between having a main like music producer credit and being like having your face in yeah. the swirling yeah. names titles. Yeah. Like, wow, yeah. that's good pull. She did well. Yes. Uh, okay. Yes. So we come so, back from the opening titles. Yeah. And where are we? We're, it's Boston, it's the daytime, we're in the office. Um, Elaine is uh, kind of pointing out stuff to a lady. Um, we don't know who the lady is. Um, and we see Billy and Richard discussing from the other side of the room and Billy's going, is that her? And Richard's like, yes. Um, to me, there's something extra sexy about a woman who breaks the law to have sex. Yeah. And Billy's like, I think it's because it makes her a sexual predator. And I'm just like, what the fuck what is, is going on? Yeah, yeah, I know. Like, what is happening? <laughs> and, and while they're having this conversation, Georgia comes up behind them. And, 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 and Richard says something like, oh, I bet she totally directs. And Billy is like, you like to be directed in bed, like, and I was like, of course, like, Billy finds that to be weird for a yeah. man. Like, and while like... they're having, and Richard's kind of going, yeah, and then George's like, looks really pissed off, and I'm like, how hypocritical is this conversation after all the shit Billy gave Georgia yeah. about the art class yeah. last season, yeah. and he's just there, like, discussing yeah. who he wants to have sex with. Like, I don't think that's a problem, no. but you can't but... be, say, have a go at your wife one minute for doing that, and yeah. then do it yourself. Yeah, yeah completely. Like, I, he's, he, he's a complete hypocrite. An utter hypocrite. <laughs> anyway, George is there, and she's like, you wanted to see me? And Richard's like, oh, actually, I want to see both of you. Wrongful termination, new case, uh, lawyer ditcher right before summary judgment. And <laughs> I'd do it myself if I knew the law. My yeah, God. Exactly. <laughs> and then and yeah, and, and they're annoyed because obviously it's just been like dumped Dropped, on them. Dropped on them, yeah. Um, and then he's like, by and he pats Billy and he just walks off and Billy and Georgia are kind of like, ugh, <laughs> like that guy. Um yeah. So then we're um in John's office and it's a new set. Did you know? Yes, that? I did. Like, like it's a weirdly massive big. office. Like everyone looks dwarfed by the size of these officers. It's really strange. Yeah. Well at, well, we later find out it's John's office. At this point, I'm not sure who it was, whose it was, because I've just put it's a really big office. <laughs> like, rattling around in there. Who's, is it? Yeah, what's the point of all that? Space, <laughs> like everyone looks tiny. Just in like it. the it's phantom really in the rafters, like ah, <laughs> 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 Exactly. Um, yeah. 
exactly. Um, like, but, is it an abandoned warehouse converted? It looks I, that kind of like yeah, that kind of double so dual. Although floor. when they do the establishing shots of the building, the building looks old, so yeah. it doesn't look like a warehouse building. No, but anyway, no. anyway, anyway, um, Ali and John are in there meeting with um, the woman who was with Elaine, Laura Klein. Yeah, exactly. We don't know her name yet, but yes, no, that's but what she is. Her name. <laughs> um, yeah. And she's discussing her predicament. She's like, I'm not saying it's right for women my age to be with that she sort of trails off and she says does it matter that I might have loved him and Ali was like no not when he's 16 so I guess this kind of gives us the headlines of this case so basically she slept with a boy of 16 and she's being done for statutory rape Rape. yeah um so she's like yeah basically um the woman uh, Laura is saying so I've got no defense is that what you're saying and John says did you love him and she's like I may have I don't know like that seems non-committal I know I'm just like why throw out the option that you may have loved him and then when you're asked did you love him be like (laughs) you tell me not fuck you (laughs) and John says could you tell me exactly what how you happened to and he sort of does his stutter Stutter thing which I guess is the first time you've seen him do that and he ends this time with Coney Coney Island (laughs) (laughs) because none of us have heard that one before like anyone yeah he says, can you tell us exactly how you happen to love him? And the woman kind of goes to answer, but Ali then interrupts and she says, John, the crime is statutory. Like, if she did it, she did it. This doesn't matter, yeah. basically. Um, and John says, well, an element of the crime is intent. And Ali's like, and what? We're going to say it happened by accident? She went out for fresh air, stretched a little, and his penis fell in. And it's so funny because everyone looks shocked, including, like... The client. The client. Like, <laughs> I know, and I'm like, I'm sorry, lady, but you've raped a minor. You don't get to be shocked. By someone saying penis. Like, I do a little <laughs> face. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, and John says, a 39 year old woman with a 16 year old boy, one could suggest she'd have to be crazy, wouldn't she? And he kind of taps Ugh. his nose. And I'm like, is anyone else uncomfortable here? Yeah, like, really uncomfortable. Flip the genders. Yeah, yeah, yeah completely. Like, Annie's smiling, like, yeah, oh, I what a great ruse. Oh, she could be crazy. That's and how I'm we'll get her like, off. I'm just like, see, this is where I'm like, uh, I do... Uh, especially when... And they've gone post Especially when Ali becomes so judgmental um, about other lawyers and what they do, mm. I'm like, you're just as bad. Yeah. You are just as bad because this is so disingenuous. You know she's not mad. Yeah. You know she's not crazy. They mean crazy in the legal sense. Exactly. But, yeah, but, but it, it, yeah. it's still We've disingenuous. We've talked about that uh, being such a woolly problem. That was yeah. a really weird line in this because it's a, a, a case of obviously... 16 year old no good but it's almost like he's saying no good no good but it's almost like it's almost like he's it saying back. it's almost like he's not saying she's, it's, like, it's like he's saying she's not crazy it's almost like he's trying to say oh old women who like younger men in general are crazy like, yeah not yeah. just this yeah. one that's gone too far it's like yeah. he was try- as if saying like you'd have to be crazy for a 39 year old to, to yeah. even consider consider it. someone yeah. younger say it was like 20 or something so yeah. illegal you know it's like it felt like he was saying even that's even mad. that's crazy. Yeah, but I mean, he just went, I can say like... it because she's in the bad spot because it's yeah 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 <laughs> it was weird. No, it was it was bad. and I didn't like I thought say, it made I didn't like really the way icky. it felt like yeah. he was yeah. cougar shaming or something yeah but yeah. in this case it's bad but yeah. also like just flip the genders yeah completely it's horrendous mm. yeah like you would not have your main character smiling at the idea of 
of, of defending someone with who had stabbed like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Anyway, so then we're in the courthouse and Renee and Ali are like walking and talking. Um, and it turns out that Renee is the DA yes. on this um, yeah. because Ali's trying to like bargain with her. Yes. And Renee's saying she'll come down to sexual battery, um, but no lower than that yeah um and then ali's like look can you stop walking you're doing this on purpose because you know i'm wearing new shoes and you think i'll plead guilty to avoid a blister <laughs> yes <laughs> and renee's like felony battery that's as good as it gets um and then a young man approaches renee and he is played by richard lee jackson who you might know i know him or recognized him from and i had to look it up because i couldn't remember Ooh. where i'd seen him but he was a character in saved by the bell the new class <laughs> <laughs> that's where I recognised him from. He does look proper 90s A1 he's boy. He's He's got like the, the blonde curtains and the one earring. And oh my god, the one earring. He's wearing a <laughs> denim shirt. And his suit with like, a tie. Doesn't like... <laughs> Objection. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, but yeah, but basically he's like. Um, Oh, uh, Ms. Ms. Raddick, um, and, and Ren- uh, you wanted to talk to me, and Renee's like, yeah, let's go find a room. And then she, Renee introduces is, um, the guy to Ali. Yes. And there's all this, like, plinky-plonky music, because basically Ali's got the horn for him. Yeah, she starts, like, <laughs> she's staring like, at him <laughs> in a daze. Instantly, just like, I was like, yeah, is Ali just thirsty for everyone? It's just yeah, like, yeah, and it's just like, seriously, Ali, the teen with the suit too big for him? <laughs> <laughs> like, what is wrong? And the denim shirt. I know. I'm just like, seriously? Seriously? And he's an attractive guy. And he's 18 at this point, so it is technically legal. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm just like, even so, I, I have feelings about this. That mm-hmm. I That's interesting. We might disagree about it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so... Um, but then Renee's like, Ali, and it's like echoing. Yeah, like, she's from like... A she's like, this is Jason Tresham, who's, you know, this is the defendant's lawyer. Ali McBeal. Yeah, and uh, uh, yeah, and Ali's like, huh, huh, what? And then she's like, oh, <laughs> nice to meet you. And Jason's like, does she know that I don't want to do this, right? And Ali's like, who, what, excuse me? And she's like, Laura, they subpoenaed me. And Ali's like, oh yeah, she knows that. And John, uh, uh, Jason sort of nods and smiles really cutely. Um, and then he follows Renee um, down the corridor. So then we're in a new scene back in Cage and Fish and John is on the phone um, and he's saying I'm on my way down. And oh, yeah. Richard is kind of staring out the window um, and um, he turns around to Richard and says, well, we can't settle, we're going to trial. And Richard's like, well, good luck. And then John says, is everything okay with you, Richard? And Richard's like, oh, me? I'm fine, why? And he's like, well, you seem a little lugubrious, which I don't know what that means. <laughs> no, actually, yeah, let's look that up. <laughs> I meant to look it up at the time, and then I was just like, I forgot. Yeah, that's a big is, lawyer word. That is and not I don't a word that, uh, lugubrious. I've started spelling lubrication. What's the thing? That's what it sounds like. You're not looking or sounding sad. Oh, oh there pretty apt. Yeah. So yeah, he yeah. seems a bit down in the dumps, doesn't he? Okay. Um, and Richard goes, oh, I make a great living, good friends, my own firm by the age of thirty. But life, I want more, John. And we're like, oh my god, is Richard oh, about to have an like, epiphany yeah, about you know there's more to life? And and John goes more, more? and Richard's like, mm, money. 
Oh, money. <laughs> and John, John sounds so disappointed because clearly he was thinking like, like oh. that maybe his friend was becoming a bit more mature <laughs> growing up, personal yeah. growth. And, and he's like, like, no. He's I like, look, we all want more money, mate. Like, what are you crazy? Like, I was like, he's such an American psycho, this guy. Like, yeah, he, he is. is. He, he is. is. Just like flicking out some business cards. Like, oh. <laughs> he does make me laugh, though. It is funny. But anyway, which is like, I know it's a weakness. I try to think less about wealth and instead focus on what I can buy with it. But still. <laughs> and John's, yeah, John's, as you say, is like, everybody wants more money. Um, and, and Richard's like, but does everybody sometimes... When I look at my stock portfolio, I get aroused. And John's just like, mm-hmm. like I, I was just like, so what all is not his only fetish? Is it? He's, he's, uh, did you ever see, uh, I think you have, um, Pulling, yes. the Sharon Morgan yes. comedy, yes. where she has sex with the guy on the money, and he's like, look at my money! <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That's Richard. Um, so then John says, have you ever heard of Nell Porter? And Richard's like, sub-zero Nell. So clearly he has heard of her. Yes. Um, and John's like, well, she's looking to leave Goodman Dale, which I assume is a rival law firm. Yes. Um, and she's got serious portables. Uh, so this could be the way that they make more money. More money. And, and Richard's like, will she meet? And John's like, I'm told she's asked about us. And Richard smiles happily. Looks happy. Yeah. Uh, yes. So then we're in the courtroom and Jason is on the stand. Mm-hmm. And he's describing how this whole thing came about. Um, but basically, um, Laura, it turns out, let him use uh, her sailboat. Um, and one time she decided to go with him. Um, and they got to know each other. And uh, he says, I guess we became friends. And mm-hmm. um, Renee is questioning him. And she's like, at some point, you became more than just friends, right? And he's like, yes. And Renee's like, you became lovers. And he's like, yes. And then she's like, I know these questions are embarrassing. Um, but before Ms. Jewel were you a virgin? And Jason's like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and Ali just looks at the floor like, um, Turns out the affair lasted two weeks um, and he was 16. And yeah. So then Ali starts crossing Jason. Yeah. She establishes that he first met Ms. Jewel when um, he was a waiter where she had lunch frequently. Yeah. Um, and Ali says, other than taking food orders or talking about the weather, maybe even uh, the Red Sox, and she sort of smiles coyly at that point. Um, to, she's been really flirty with him, it's weird. Yeah, um, she yeah. says, do you remember the first conversation you had with her that was at all more personal? And Jason says, well, yeah, I asked her why she always seemed so sad. And I was like, imagine if a waiter came up to you. <laughs> no, I was like, 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 fuck off. Like, oh, <laughs> what's what's you? <laughs> yeah, so she's a 16-year-old waiter. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm a 39-year-old woman. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know what made me happy? So more fucking coffee, all right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, yeah, and at this it cuts to um, Laura, and she's sort of smiling softly at the memory of him asking. <laughs> I was just so sad. He's so sensitive. Um, yeah, and um, basically she just smiled a little and said she was fine. And Ali said, "Well, did you know that she'd recently split up with her husband?" And Jason says, "Well, not at the time." Um, and Ali says, "Well, did you interpret this sadness as loneliness?" And Jason says, "Well, no. It seemed a little worse." And Ali goes, "What could be worse than being alone?" Everyone <laughs> looks. <laughs> really weirded out by her tone like because she has just taken that as like a real personal slice yeah I was like ha! <laughs> the amount of times Animobile just makes random noises in this episode alone makes me think like this must happen all the time yeah, like, yeah she's like she does make a lot of random noises in in this episode as well Um, but yeah but Jason says well no I saw lots of lonely people you know it's summer by the Cape places full of them Um, and they always have a look and I was like 
And Jason says, well, a look that could change any second with the next person who enters the room, lonely people have hope. She just didn't seem to. She was just sad. Um, and Ali's like hanging on his every word at yeah. this point. And he's like, like she knew too much. And yeah. she's like, knew too much? What did she know? <laughs> like, I'm about to discover the secret of life yeah. from an 18 year old. Stupid. Tell me your wisdom. But Jason says, well, that some people find love permanent and some are just meant to be alone. And she knew what she was. And Ali's like, eyes are watering and she's just like staring at him. And the judge is like, Mr. McMill. <laughs> and Ali continues you're, you're, to You're here to do a job. Yeah. Like, what? Stop out of it. And she's like, oh, nothing further, nothing further. She eventually snaps out of it. So then we're in Tracy's office. Wait, and I just like to say... Yeah. I love her! How do you not love her? Like, she's, she's hilarious, but it's like, she's basically like, uh, oh yeah, fancy an 18 year old. Yeah, it's fine, fine, go shag him. Yeah. Yeah. I you know. am... Not, I don't think that's a bad idea. Well, okay. See, the advice she gives, I think, is fine, but you can tell yeah. she's like, I you're have an idiot, Ali. Mixed gonna... feelings. She is an idiot, though. I, I yeah. do like. Um, Tracy needs. Ali needs someone. I'm who... glad. I'm glad we saw Tracy because I, for some reason, I think I saw her appearances ended in season one, so I wasn't expecting to see her again in this season. No, she's so right when she came there. on, I was like. Woo! <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's brilliant. So basically, yeah, we cut to Tracy and Ali goes, it's like he was talking about me. And Tracy's like, Ali, with you, everything's about you. But that's okay. Narcissism is a wonderful thing. I know. It's so funny. <laughs> and your point of like, she just thinks Ali's an idiot. I think Ali needs someone to call <laughs> yeah, her out. Yeah. Because otherwise she's, she's yeah. just enabled. Yeah, exactly. It feels like those sessions she has are like the easiest of her day. Like she's practically like, I can just have lunch during this because I can just throw the most basic like... Oh, Tracy, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, pass yeah. this stuff at you, and you'll be like, yes, <laughs> Exactly. Um, and, yeah, she says, not the one thing, and Ali goes, it is. And, and Tracy's like, for me, nuts like you heat my pool. Yeah. <laughs> and <I was> like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. And Ali goes, but this boy could be 15 as well as 18. And I looked up at him on the stand, and I had unpure thoughts. And Tracy's like, unpure thoughts? And Ali's like, <laughs> She's, like, screwing her face on this, like, what is wrong with you? Sexual thoughts. And Tracy's He's like, oh, as opposed to philosophical impurities. Gee, thanks for clearing that up. And uh, says, honey, do you think I'm a menudo groupie because I like their music? And I'm like, exactly. Wow, I, right, I didn't know who this was. So menudo I, are a boy band. Yeah, so yeah. I googled them. Yeah. And maybe I was looking at the wrong pictures, but I was just like, <laughs> they look really fucking young. Yeah, they're really baby-faced. Like, 13-looking. I don't know how they old they like actually were. They were 13, 14. They but, looked around that age. And I was like... Okay, well, that makes what she just said, like, really gross. She's like, mm, <laughs> like S Club Juniors, Maybe, yes. maybe at that time... <laughs> yeah, exactly! <laughs> exactly! I was just like, maybe at the time this is, this is, like, airing, they're slightly older than maybe when they started. I don't, I don't know. know. I haven't looked into it. I have no idea. Where those photos are from. I have no idea, mm. but I there were like other photos of them looking slightly older. I'm just but remembering I was just them like, as like a young boy band. They look like 14, 13, okay. 15. At oldest, 15. Well, anyway. <laughs> I was just like, Whoa. The point is, this particular boy in question is not 13 or 14. No. He's 18, no. and as far as I'm concerned, fine. Yeah, in this, so uh, Tracy says, if it, um, 
If it was against nature, they wouldn't have to pass the laws, would yeah, they? Yeah, they wouldn't have to pass the laws. Ha- uh, lords? Lords. <laughs> pass the laws. Half of men make love to their wives thinking about the babysitter, the guy doing the sitter. The guy who's about, stooping the sitter. Uh, thinking about his wife has nature problems. And, yeah, in this particular... <laughs> Ali's like, I'm not finding this helpful. <laughs> no, but in, in this particular case, because he is legally an adult yeah. now, yeah. like, I don't feel like there is anything for Ali to feel massively no, bad about. No, not at all. But I think ultimately what Tracy is saying here is is a bit warped in yeah. terms of... She's not making the best argument. Something being against nature or not is not mm. what should be directing your decisions. No. This is, this is not what... Uh, something being for or against nature is not what makes something morally right or wrong. No, no. Yeah. Like, and this is about ethics. Yeah. And a decent person would not want to horribly traumatise and abuse a child to fulfil a sexual fantasy. Yeah, that's... Yeah. The, that's... Now, so it's that thing of, like... So I think she... What, what she's saying in regards to... Ali, there's no need to worry you're fantasising about an 18-year-old boy... Yeah, because eighteen is legally an adult, but she's, she's then mixing the that argument. in. Yeah. She's then mixing that in with men who want to fuck the babysitter. Yeah, babysitters are notoriously yeah. Yeah, yeah. under age. Yeah. like that. That is usually who babysitters yeah. are. Yeah. See, the unfortunate baggage with this guy is she's she's fancying like an eighteen-year-old, which is sort of fine. But the one, the eighteen-year-old in question is one involved in this whole case of. Who has been yeah, so it's like, abused as yeah. a child. If you yeah. separate those two things, it's fine. If if it was a different character who was that age, then it's kind of fine. But because it's someone who's been through that, it now almost doesn't matter that they're 18. There's been history. There's been yeah. something going on. And that's like tainted. Yeah, yeah. And that's yeah. where the ethical thing is. It's like you probably shouldn't well, go back to that well because he's going to be It's interesting because she actually will come onto this, but I think it... I think it's okay because she doesn't pursue him. He approaches her, eventually. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I think... And also, Ali's not... Uh, I, I feel like Ali was never going to actually sleep with him. But, no. Well, I feel we're skipping ahead. Maybe but, we yeah, I think, I think we are. But, the, but basically, what... So, I think Tracy then goes on, despite her slightly twisted logic yeah. and yeah. mixing things that aren't appropriate to mix in with yes. Ali's situation. I feel like that mm-hmm. paragraph of the script should probably have been cut out. Cut. And then yeah, that's a because right. yeah. That's, that's, yeah, you're yeah. mixing things up. But I think Tracy then goes on to hit the nail on the head exactly. in regards to her going like, the most in time, uh, in the most in love time of your life was around the age of 18 with Billy. Well, she says with what? <laughs> yeah, Billy, the guy I've been talking about for a year. She's like, whatever. This boy could be triggering old feelings or, and then she's like, oh, how about his glutes? Was his glutes amazing? Because it could be that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then Ali's like, I shouldn't be looking at an 18 year old kid and Tracy Ali, I don't want to tell you how to spend your money, but for a woman to think about an 18-year-old boy once in a while, this is not something to get therapy for. Maybe it is, Billy. You found the love of your life as a teenager. You've been waiting for another love like that to come along. You're now thinking that it might not. You'll never know love again. That's what's eating you. Don't beat yourself up for thinking these things. You could be 100% right. And I was like, (laughs) I love Tracy. Like, that initial paragraph, I think, was... She shouldn't, that was wrong. Yes. But like, she basically got it there in the end. Yeah, I think, yeah, like I say, she hits the nail on the head because I feel like, yeah, 
and this is my issue with people who go for people who are yes legally adult but I'm just like it says something about your emotional maturity that you are attracted to an 18 year old I don't I, know I really do feel that I think I'm it like, depends if it's a pattern or not because I think yeah there are people who consistently go for people a lot no, younger really than them younger. and that's it that for sure sets up yeah. about someone but I, think, but I think with Ali <clears throat> she this isn't a pattern this is well something that we no, know of no. um, but I think what it says about her is that she is she heavily romanticizes uh love like rose colored like, glasses uh, and she she likes a juvenile version of what yeah, love is of, of, yeah uh, like, and I so think, this guy I think she's emotionally stunted yeah this guy she's speaks to that, that and that's why she's attracted yeah and she she's likes, not attracted to him because he's a young nubile boy she's no, attracted to well, his personality no I uh, sorry his philosophy I suppose no I think his youth across. is part of it I think there's an innocence about him that she finds really attractive right okay. like and it reminds her of Billy yeah before he became a man effectively before he became a pig yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's like it before he was like yeah a pig yeah like, and and a and a man who was willing to yeah. break her heart like that yeah. you know yeah. and I just think well, that idea comes up later on as well when they address how, oh yeah, men when they get older just die inside basically. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh wait a minute. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. You feel as a man. Yeah, I, I just think like it's but, yeah that whole thing with Ali. It's like I, to me, it feels like she's just emotionally more closer to the young guy than yeah, anyone exactly. else. So it doesn't yeah. feel weird because she's like in her head probably going. 20 this is normal. exactly I, yeah. I, I think I it's think an she's, emotional stunt she's not developed since no. she no. was exactly she's always so she's held not, on to Billy she, she is not emotionally matured or the idea of Billy yeah, yeah. she has not matured emotionally at no. all yeah. since the time she had her heart broken she's yes. not attracted to him for the thrill of like young me no she's like oh I just like this guy it's the innocence yeah yeah, yeah. and that I have a problem with. Mm. I, I have a because you're looking for childlike innocence. Yeah, you're attracted to that. In uh, yes, it, it's not so much a problem in regards to Ali's character because I think this is the only time this happens. But I so I think so uh, maybe we should. I move find on. it creepy. But, but I I think so for because, Ali I think it's a problem because it's her. Uh, attracted her being attracted to that quality it's not great for her emotional growth no. so it's not going to help her out no. or help her move on as a develop as a person um, but as a rule I don't have a problem with her being attracted to people who are emotionally on the same page as her because on paper you could have yeah but what I'm saying is there's a problem with you if you are nearing 30 but emotionally you're still 18 like you have issues. Yeah, there's a problem there if the problems with you. I think if you're yeah. a certain person and a young person's a certain person and you're meeting up here, yeah. it's fine. If if the young person feels I don't have a problem with like a big age gap between people. Yeah. It's the fact that he has sat around this area of just becoming an adult, yeah. child into adult. It is that time of life that I'm like, you just it's best to just Stay it's, away. it's the difference between she's bringing herself down to his age rather than someone that age bringing up to her. Yeah, age. and also it's a thing of like I don't, I don't think, I, it, 
I just don't understand it. Because whenever I've met guys that age, either at work or whatever, I'm like, and they can be attractive young guys, but I'm like, yeah, if I was your age, I probably would have had such a crush on you, but now you're just a puppy. You're like a little puppy, and I just want to ruffle your hair a little bit. And like, but like sexually, I'm just like, no, because you're really young. You're a puppy. I think it depends. Uh, uh, I've had sex with guys person. who are younger. Not that. Actually, I'm trying to think. Yeah, but. Uh, what, in your 30s? Like, no, 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 so she's, she's 27 here. Let's 27 going into 28 now. Not for another, not till next year, not till 99. Okay. Renee's reality check. Give me a break. Hi guys, Renee's been crunching the numbers here and it turns out LJ is wrong. Ali did in fact turn 28 in season one. So just ignore everything she has to say. I know I do. Back to the show. So she's 27, and I think when I was 25, I slept with an 18 year old. Oh, well, that's different. It was two years. Yeah, but no, it's not. It's three years, and it makes all the difference. 25 to 27? Two oh, years. Oh, yeah, 27. I'm thinking she's so 28. To, I don't think it does, because my life at 25 was all that different from my life at 27, and I wasn't attracted to his innocence, per se. Yeah, no, but him. that's that's different. So. But what she, we can see what she is. And I never to. wanted it to like go. It was never going to well, go. Yeah. You, and I, I was like, he's a fun guy. Yeah, no, but it was I a think fun that's, time. That's you have that self awareness. She doesn't. Yeah, that's fine because it's just, it's just, you know, it's not going anywhere. Like it's literally just. But she knows that as well. Eventually. But I think that she's like quite. And she didn't sleep with him. I actually falling. slept with my no, <laughs> young meat. <laughs> But she's actually emotionally, like, really into him. And I find that far weirder than being sexually into him. Okay. That's what I find weirder. Okay. And I think so it becomes... speaks to something, like, stunted within her. That is an interesting choice in this episode, that it does become a, a mini emotional affair where they have this kind of rotation. They go yeah. to, like, the baseball yeah. park later on and then nothing actually really happens. You could see this type of story happening where... It's the opposite, where she just sleeps with them and it's like, oh, oh, I don't care about you, I'm... Yeah. yeah. But it's not, it's the other way around, and that's where it's a bit... I think that's weirder. And weirder. Creep, creeps out by uh, I think it's weirder. For God's, you can sleep yeah. with young me, but for God's sake, don't have emotions <laughs> about it. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's something. <laughs> okay, so anyway, we've like gone all over the Let's get back to where we were. Um, so, where were we? <laughs> um... The, oh yeah, so Ali's just finished at Tracy's. She kind yeah. of gets up and leaves, and uh, yeah, and uh, so. Oh, and I did say, why is Ali acting like some shriveled old harpy when she's only like what thirty? So she's not. She's twenty seven. Like, yeah, because she's but going yeah, like. She's acting oh, like so I'm so old. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's what yeah. I I roll so yeah. hard at that. I'm like, yeah. for God's sake, he's eighteen. Just like have some fun. Yes. Anyway, so um, it's now it's night time, um, or it's sort of dark outside, and um, Ali is coming into the unisex, and Georgia follows after her, and she's discussing her attraction to Jason and she's yes. like um, saying that Tracy sort of has a point like 18 is legal and Georgia says but he's a witness in your trial which is probably a bigger reason yes. not <laughs> to get involved with it 
<laughs> like you're like he's like part of the case that you're working yeah, on at the yeah. moment there's a lot here <laughs> uh, but yeah but Ali's like oh I'm not talking about him specifically I'm talking in general uh, a woman my age have you ever fantasised about and Georgia's like a boy <laughs> and she's like yeah um, so Georgia laughs and she sort of holding, hold, up. hold her finger up to sort of say wait without saying saying wait yeah. and she's sort of checking the stools because obviously Billy could be about and she sees feet and she's like, like men's feet open the like she's shocked but she doesn't make a sound and she like mouths Billy and she's like pointing yeah. at the stool and Ali's like oh and so then they start like hamming up and having this yeah. like playing this prank on Billy and George is like well maybe a long time ago before I met Billy but but since him and Ali's like oh of course and George is like I can't even imagine being with anyone else in fact between you and me <laughs> and Ali's like I promise <laughs> George's like I can't even enjoy going to the movies anymore the love scenes the leading men they don't do a thing for me and Ali's like putting her finger in her mouth like, like she's gonna vomit. Yeah, yeah exactly they're like having the time of their lives thinking really they're one video. Yeah. yeah um and Ali's like well you know now you know how why it was so hard for me to get over him he's just so you know and Georgia goes <laughs> and Ali's trying so hard not to laugh and she's like um, George's like be honest have you ever been in bed with a man who could like Billy and like Ali's about to lose it she's yeah. like pointing at the stall because the person in there is like getting up and get, finishing up and then Ali's like oh my god no he is the best the and George's best. like the best and at that point Billy enters the unisex from behind them and coughs and they're like <laughs> and they scream in shock and then we hear a flush and John, John comes, comes out, out the cubicle. and he says, that kind of frank dialogue troubles me. And they kind of like, Georgia and Ali kind of snigger as John leaves. But I, I really and love that Billy scene. Billy looks really smug. That's the only bit I don't like yeah. about that scene. The only bad thing is at the end, Billy's like... It's it, like, it was, it was, we were joking, you tool. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's the way it just ends in the cheesy kind of like... Mm. And, then, and then it was kind of like, hold, hold, we're fading the black and we're out. Yeah, real life. Just imagine the direction. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so then we're at the next day, and it's Cajun Fish, and we see Portia de Rossi, uh, uh, yeah. uh, a new, the new Nell, um, and Richard the is new Nell. Well, just Nell, <laughs> uh, new character alert. Yeah, yeah. Um, played by Portia de Rossi, and Richard is talking to her, um, and Ali and Elaine is are staring at this conversation from across the office. Yeah. Um, and Ali's sort of saying to Elaine, oh, who is she? And Elaine's like, well, that's Nell Porter. They call her Sub-Zero Nell. Um, I know of her because she was profiled in Boston Magazine, Hot Women Lawyers. And I'm like, what a profile. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Richard's looking for a rainmaker. And Ali goes, well, she looks like she makes sleet. And I'm like, why does Ali hate all women? Uh, it's like, just what, like she new knows, woman in the mix she must knows hate her. nothing about yeah. Nell she's yeah. had to ask Elaine A who she is and so she clearly knows absolutely zero about her mm-hmm. and she's just decided to hate her based on no information no information whatsoever and that really pissed me off yeah it's horrible yeah, I was like wow they're really going straight for the whole competitive cattiness of like the ladies that in the office really upsets me because I'm yeah. like it's fucking horrible. I don't know. I know women who hate other women usually because of some experience they've had with them or a friend of theirs has had yes. with them, but not based on just nothing. No, this is like a fucking fantasy that women do this. Yeah. Like, I think I've never, ever had this experience no. of being 
in a group of women who have just decided to instantly hate someone for no It was reason. really ugly to watch. Yeah. This is yeah. a workplace where the guys are all like horny kind of dum-dums and the women are all like just at each other's throats. Yeah. And that's kind of it. Yeah. That's <laughs> the thing, it wasn't really like that last season and I don't, it looks like that's what they're gearing up for this season. Do you think they cast Portia de Rossi and was just like, right, she's the big new get, we have to make everyone... All the ladies hate her. I have to have some tension Because that's what people that's are thinking, That's what women right? do, yeah. right? Yeah, I, I, but I think it's just... This is what women do. They're all bitches to each other, yeah. right? I mean, it's, it's, it's like, this type of stuff where it's like, this was really written How much do you think the show gets away with, like... I can imagine David E. Kelly's defence to that kind of criticism being, oh, it's, the, it's about the law world I'm criticising, not women. Like, yeah. Do you think there's a divide of, like them not understanding what women are like versus, oh, maybe that's just what the law world's like. They are competitive and catty. Because of the job, rather than right. who they are. But then you'd see the men doing a similar thing mm. and they don't. Yeah. Yeah, so I just, I, in the I show. Just, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I just, yeah, I, I think it is a David E. Kelly It's a really like, lazy trope. Uh, yeah. yeah it, it, really lazy yeah. and tired and... Just untrue, untrue yeah, just false. Because I wonder how many times this defence would be. Oh, lawyers, right? They're all. Uh, yeah. You can, but you could be competitive without hating on a woman for no reason. Exactly. Like she could be competitive about. Oh, I've heard she's really good at her cases. Yeah. Not just be like, oh, she was profiled as a hot woman. Yeah. Oh, yeah. hate her. Yeah. You know, exactly, like for exactly. God's sake. Yeah. Anyway. Um, Elaine says, I hear that when she shakes hands, she won't stick hers out very far because she wants the other person to meet her more than halfway. And Anne, Elaine looks really impressed at this. Like, she, what a great trick. And yeah. Annie's like, disgusted. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. Says. So John comes over. <laughs> With Laura. Yeah. yeah. And Ali's like, are we hiring a new lawyer? And, and Elaine's then, like, shh, 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 here they come. Yeah, and Richard, Richard comes, comes over with her. Yeah. now. Uh, and it's like, oh, I want you to meet some new people. Uh, this is Ali McBeal, this is Nell Porter. And they both <laughs> they stick their the hands trip. out, like, short. <laughs> yeah. And then they're like, there's a pause, and then they both come in to meet in the middle. Yes. like, And they say hello. Um, I was hoping they just edge towards each other. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> or they just refuse and be like, hi. <laughs> um, but then um, Richard introduces John, and Nell goes, oh, I've heard a lot about you. The bunion, right? <laughs> John's like, uh, well, uh, biscuit. And Nell's like, oh, Biscuit. Well, in my mind, Biscuit became Bun, Bun became Bunyan. I'm sorry. And John's like, it's quite all right. And Ali's like, smiling, because she thinks it's funny. Um, and then Richard says, Nell's expressed some interest in joining the firm. And he says, we do fabulous cases. Laura here is a statutory rape client, set with a 16-year-old. It's rich, it's fresh, it's delicious. She's like, I'm right here. And Laura's like, hello. And then he goes, let me show you the unisex. And Nell's like, great. It's <laughs> fresh <Toilet>. and delicious. <laughs> Can't wait to yeah. have a tour of the toilet. It's here. just really funny. Um, but yeah, then we're in the courtroom and Laura is on the stand. Because um, oh, clearly they've made it to the court. Yes. And she's telling her side of the story. So, um, and while she's talking, we get like intermittent flashbacks, don't we, of what yes. she's describing. Yeah. Which are ripped straight out of either written like a cheesy romance novel or a porno or Dawson's on. Creek <laughs> yeah. yeah it's very like because it's the place yeah. Yeah. yeah anyway actually that's a good point um, Dawson's Creek would have started airing at this point earlier in the year of 98 yeah. so I wonder if they did rip that from yeah, Dawson's Creek yeah. um, like the older woman because that was such a big storyline yeah, in Dawson's Creek and it had done it so teacher? well yeah it was an older yeah. teacher and she was dressed very similarly to Laura in yes. this 
scene. Yeah. Mm. So maybe, mm. maybe. Yeah. Um, so anyway, Laura says, um, well, um, the first time I surprised him at the boathouse, it wasn't a day we'd planned to go sailing. Um, and I walked in and he had a sweater of mine and he was holding it up to his face. And that is the moment where I, as a 39-year-old woman, would be like, what the fuck mm. are you doing with my clothes? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is weird. Yeah. Um, and apparently he told he said to her that he'd taken it off her clothesline one right, day well, well haven't you done even more creepy <laughs> yeah I'm in um, your garden lady yeah and, and in this flashback scene we have Jason's like uh, in like he's in the boathouse and Laura's wearing this really like preppy mom yacht wear like outfit yeah. like white Nautical. jeans and shirt and Jason's in like a sweater vest um, oh, yeah. and like, like really like with his earring and his floppy oh. looking so nice it hurts yeah and anyway um, and, uh, <laughs> and she said that she just looked at him and she says he remarkably volunteered a truth that I can only imagine must have been very difficult to volunteer he told me that he'd sometimes take the sweater to bed with him. And at that point, I'd be hitting, like, the panic button. <laughs> Creepy! <laughs> Just keep it, kid. I'll get another one. <laughs> yeah, and John's like, did he tell you why? And she says, well, he didn't have to. I walked over to him. I see the stains. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, yeah, Laura says, I walked over to him. He seemed a little scared. Because he's a child! And exhilarated, and so was I. Um, and she says, maybe I was intoxicated at the thought of being a young man's fa fantasy. Maybe, maybe I was just lonely. All I can say for sure, I needed to make love to him every bit as much as he wanted to make love to me. Mm. And then John goes... That's <laughs> 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 that, like, Sebastian in Little, in the Little Mermaid bit. Like, where he tries to speak and his voice comes out really high. He's like, yes! Yeah, exactly. I mean, yes, you're right. Yeah, he goes... And he goes, <coughs> I'm sorry, uh, what happened then? <laughs> and Laura's like, well, I unbutton my shirt, I reach behind his head, and Ali's like straining to hear, <laughs> rubbing her legs, like getting off on this. It's like, you Trying know, it all down her 50 shades of grey. Um, and then, but Laura stops and goes, oh, how much detail's necessary? And John's like, you had relations. And she's like, yes, um, in the boathouse, yes. And you made love again after that, correct? And she says, yes. And then um, John says, Miss Jewel, it's one thing to say it's something that just happened, but when it happens several times, um, and Laura says, um, well, we're back in flashback um, as she talks mm. about this next bit, but instead of it being a flashback of Laura and Jason, oh, so it's cringe. actually Ali's fantasy of Ooh. her being the one kissing yeah. Jason. And Laura's saying over the top of that, it will sound silly if I try and describe how beautiful it was, how tender, but, and Ali goes, <laughs> <laughs> in court like she makes this really squeaky noise and I have to say I've been there you know when you like zone out somewhere like the bus <laughs> or, and you're thinking about <laughs> things things and then all of a sudden it all becomes a bit much and you're just like <laughs> <laughs> a little <laughs> a little murp of <laughs> I listened to a podcast called First Aid Kit. Yeah, and they, I they, they, that they do, uh, Yeah, and there are times when they've read like they they do these thing called drabbles where they <laughs> basically write a short like little fantasy yeah. scene with their subject of the week. And sometimes <laughs> after they've been reading that, I've been like. <laughs> <laughs> I kept my desk. Yeah, exactly. It, like it has to go somewhere. 
<laughs> it has to go somewhere. But, but that's, a, that's a conscious squee as opposed to like... Oh. <laughs> exactly. But I but think... This, this, no, what she's just said, Laura. Yeah. It's a strange defence tactic uh, I... to describe it as like luridly and <sighs> as you can. I, I just, I'm just like, I'm not being funny, but a lot of paedophiles frame what mm. they do with children as beautiful. like this. Yeah, exactly. Like it's such a pure form of love. No. And, he, and he wanted it anyway. Uh, uh, yeah, and, well, and he wanted it of, as much as me. A lot of cult. Yeah. that yeah, have yeah. children uh, that think that it's okay to have sex with children and encourage mm. that they often frame it as like we're doing like God's yeah. work and isn't it and it's, and it's the and most pure form yeah. of love that is you could have stood up and been like don't tell me how I was thinking you don't know that yeah uh, I, exactly and I'm just like this like yeah there are she's being really disturbing and if it was if there, you, all you have to do is switch it to a man with yeah. a with a girl and cool. and you it would instantly you'd know how because and also is. in this situation like there's this lovely like sun dappled flashback while she's talking about it but boil it down she approaches him yeah. he's infatuated with her like a child would be yes. infatuated with something that's yes. what you get from him having her sweater yes what you don't do as the adult in the situation is prey upon yeah, that yeah. and approach him. Yeah. Like, that's the line. I've, I've like, just, no. I've just, sorry, I've just ima- oh, sorry. I've just imagined the whole scene being flipped gender-wise. So there's just some guy on the stand going like, oh, yeah, it's beautiful. And it cuts to Alan McBeal, who's, like, <laughs> fantasizing. And it's, like, just him with, like, some child-like girl in this flashback. And he's like, mm, yeah. Yeah. And it's... Yeah, it's just creepy. Locked me up. Yeah. You say Alan McBeal. But also the thing that annoys me, and it's one of those things where I'm like, well, of course he would frame it like this because he is her lawyer. Yeah. But he keeps saying made love. And it's yeah, like, no, you, you raped him. Yeah. Well, you raped yeah, exactly. Him. Like, because he could, he could. John's not going to say that because exactly, exactly, it's a but bad defence. Exactly, <laughs> it's not going to mention the crime. <laughs> not going to endear her to the jury. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, after Ali makes her squeaky noise, she says she sort of coughs and says that she apologises, and everyone's looked at her. And um, Renee, I just love Renee's face at that point because she just looks like I have got no time for this. <laughs> like, she's like, this is ridiculous. Like you are a joke. Yeah. Yeah. So, new scene, um, Nell and Richard are having a walk and talk at Cajun Fish, um, and Nell has glasses on, uh, <laughs> yes, I noted, yeah. uh, she looks great, um, and she said, she's talking to Richard about her like uh, career strategy, I suppose, she's saying, if I make a lateral move, she's negotiating her terms, yes. she's like, if I make a lateral move, I'd need equity, and Richard's like, well, I can't make you partner because there'd be too much fallout, but you'll get there sooner here than you would at any other firm. Um, and then he's saying, well, will your, cl- will your clients come with you? And I was like, well, I can't legally ask them until after I leave. And he's like, well, of course. Um, and she says, but they've said they'll all come. And he's like, <laughs> well, I've told you of the salary, of the benefits. What else do you need to know? And now says, well, you've said nothing about the firm's ideology. And Richard goes, selfishism. Everybody's looking to get ahead. Everybody gets ahead. I like to set an example there. Yeah. <laughs> And Nell says, but what about the other lawyers? How would they feel about me joining? Um, and Richard's like, Nell, do you care? <laughs> and like, she doesn't, they don't, we don't get to see her give an answer mm. at no. that point, which is interesting. I mean, I don't know if we should pause here to just talk about how Nell is coming across as a character. 
because obviously this is the first time we've seen her. I mean, she seems um, super professional. Mm. Yeah. Like, she's very, very conservatively dressed. Her hair is platinum oh, blonde, but always scraped sort of yeah, back in, in a bun. very, very neat, like, yes. no hair out of place. Yeah. Um, and she, the way she talks and comes across is, like, she's really direct, confident. like, to the point. It's quite a male... I hate that gendering, the yeah. way you talk, but if we're going to do well, that, I mean, it's a very direct she, way of yeah, she's talking. Just, I, I feel like she's confident professional and friendly i've not yeah. seen her not but be she doesn't but she doesn't do what ali particularly does which is sort of um and ah a lot or go oh she's like yeah no. i'm saying this like she always seems to know what's gonna she's come very, out of her mouth yeah, she's very like, confident yeah she's very confident she's currently the most realistic character here like it's like a real lawyer has been dropped into into how set. you'd be yeah. if you were a professional lawyer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, she's super professional, um, yeah. which is interesting because I, I really, I remember when I watched this the first time in this episode, and it was like, oh, a new character's disrupting this magical alchemy that I love so much. <laughs> like I don't like it. Change. Um, and I was a bit like, oh no, she's not very fun. I don't like her. Like she's annoying. Whereas now I'm like. She's someone I'd want to work with. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'm yeah. like, she's the best thing that's walked and into I'm, this office. I like. guess, so I really have, I mean, should we just go through this scene first? Because I have... Sorry, yeah. That scene's finished. Well, the Richard Nell part of that scene's finished. Yes. Because we then cut to the other side of the office where George and Elaine are watching. Yes. And George is sort of saying to Elaine, are they really going to hire her? And Elaine's like, how, how could, could they? they? How could they possibly? Yeah. She's such, such a the, bitch. the bitch. And I'm like, what? Based on what yeah. evidence? And George goes, did you talk to her? And Elaine goes, no, why? And she's like, it's easier to backstab if you've at least had one conversation. Yeah. And I was like, oh, you know, a reason. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. <laughs> Well, and you Elaine, know, don't. And Elaine says she's smart and she's pretty, Georgia. What else do you need to know? And I'm like, fuck's sake, guys. I know. Fuck's yeah. sake. So then, so then uh, Nell comes over and like she introduces herself and she's like, I've talked to the men. I was hoping to pick the brain of uh, of the women. And Elaine is like, oh, you should speak to Ali McBeal. And and, uh, like, because you're just like about to go, oh, yeah, I'll do it. And then, but Elaine cuts over and goes, yeah. oh, you should really speak to Ali. And at that point, Georgia's like, Huh. Yeah, <laughs> and, and I turns to Georgia and goes, no offence to you, because you are married to one of the men here. And it's like, what, so she can't therefore give her own opinion? I know. Like, it's really weird. But anyway, but anyway I think it's because, I don't think she actually means that. I think what she's thinking is she'll have one conversation with Ali and not want to work here. Yeah, so she goes, Ali, she'll give you the straight dirt, you know what I mean? And Nell's like, okay, thank you. And Elaine goes, end of problem, she'll hate Ali. And George's like, oh, okay, yeah. I so I, mean. I wanted to... This is where I'm throwing in my... Objection! Sorry, I jumped the gun. That's okay. Like, um, <laughs> it was... It just... Yeah, I mean, we've mentioned it already, but this whole thing of the women just hating now yep. for no reason. Yeah. And just ganging up on her and being really catty to the new woman in the mix is, like we say, really fucking terrible. It's like... Stereotype and not one I've personally ever experienced. And I just think, like you say, like... Whenever I look at, like thought back on Ali McBeal and the characters, yeah. I just had now in my head as oh she's a cold bitch, yeah, and it's like no she isn't, no she isn't, she's actually quite warm, yeah, like, exactly. She's got this weird um, 
She's trying. She's aware of it. Exactly. No, like, so she's professional and she's competent. Yeah. But she's actually trying to be friendly. She's, she's been smiling. nothing but friendly to she's people. She's smiling. Yeah. She's like... And they've been nothing but hostile. Exactly. And it's like, do you know what it reminded me of? And I don't what? want to get all sob story about this, but you remember we spoke last season about my um, terrible time at school. <laughs> And where like, I was, I am now poor. I am. <laughs> I would go around and like try and make friends with all yes. these people and think that I'm being like nice and friendly, and they would just shut me down. Yeah. And I'd be like, uh, what "How do you keep your self esteem yeah. and your like?" I feel sort of like if I started, if that was my first day, or yeah. I was looking around an office thinking I was going to join, they'd made me an offer, and I was deciding when to join it. I'd be like. No thanks, not with yeah. these people. Yeah. I know. Well, I think that's part of the idea. That's why they're doing it. Yeah. But I'm just kind of like... She should turn around and be like, well, I'm better than all of you. I'll go anyway. somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah, but exactly. it just makes... Why do I have to please you? I'm just like, what is going on here? Is this David E. Kelly being really lazy with his writing and, and telling us <laughs> rather than showing us that Nell is a bitch? No, because she's not. Exactly. So I'm just like, she's not well, then you are making... All the, the female characters, characters yeah. look like cunts. And I'm just like, why are you doing that? It's, it's why, a, why Why? would you want to do that? It's an odd choice, isn't it, to be like, you've got a chance for this new character to come in. You can make them whatever you want. So yeah. make them come in and be the, like, yeah, if, icy if, bitch. Yeah, if you want her to be yeah. the icy bitch, make her the icy but, bitch. But rather than create one new character in that mould and sort it, he's, he's gone, no, let's have her like that. Oh, but to still make her be who I kind of wanted to be in the show, I'm going to have to make everyone else react strangely. Yeah, exactly. It's a weird, like, it's just make weird. her what you yeah, want her to be. like, either make... Like, show us why she's an icy bitch. Don't tell us she's an icy bitch, but then don't provide any evidence <laughs> yeah. to yeah. back up what everyone is saying. Because it just makes the women look fucking mad. It does. And I'm just like... No. What, what is... Are you just a fucking terrible writer? <laughs> yeah. Or, like, are you... What, yeah, women are mad. <laughs> women, women don't like, at me, like, fight me. Yeah, like women, women don't take to other women. Just ask my wife, Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah. <laughs> like, married to Michelle. Yeah, Pfeiffer. yeah. That's wow. why Callista got the job because she reminded him of Ooh. Michelle. Really? Yeah, because they look very similar. Oh, I never noticed yeah. that. I wonder if Pfeiffer ever yeah. watched the show and was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I've done I to made him. a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> I know, um, but yeah. So wow. I agree with your objection. It's yeah, ridiculous. it's terrible. But um, and it's also what's annoying is it it continues beyond this episode. Oh yeah, like, we'll get into that. It doesn't Don't stop worry about it. it. <laughs> like yeah. So anyway, uh, yes. Back in. So so we're back in the courtroom and Laura is on the stand and Renee is questioning her this time and she's like, oh, you make it sound so romantic. She's always being sarcastic. Yeah, like, you make it sound like, so romantic. romantic. Yeah. And she's like, it was. Rational even. Um, and uh, yet you plead insanity. insanity. Um, and she's saying, well, my lawyers plead insanity. They say the term has a legal distinction from medical insanity. And Renee's like, you had sex with a boy. And I'm like, thank you for spelling it yeah. out. Like, and then Laura goes, nothing gratuitous. And I'm like, do you know what that word means? <laughs> like, I don't, how can you say that with a straight face? And Renee's like... <laughs> we just had very boring sex. So. <laughs> but then Renee says, you had sex with a boy. She just repeats yeah. it. And Laura's like, again, we're dealing with legal definitions. And I'm like, are we? Like, sex with a boy is sex with a boy. Like, that's not a legal definition. That's what happened. I know. And, and Renee says, 16, he wasn't a boy to you. I guess that's what she means. Yeah. Like, boy, what is a boy? Yeah. 
And Laura's what like, is well, a boy? Laura is like, well, yes, he was. And Renee's like, and you had sex with him anyway. And Laura was like, to be honest, I probably made love to him in part because he was a boy. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, I thought she was about to say, oh, I had sex with a boy and I made him a man. Well, then John... <laughs> so that's even worse. What John objects. Yeah, John objects because he's like, don't say that. <laughs> and the judge overrules it. She's basically going, I had sex with a boy and I'd do it again, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> 15 this time <laughs> well Renee says because he was a boy and Laura's like don't misunderstand physically sexually he was a man I'm like no he wasn't he was 16 so no yeah, he's not no, um, but she says if I can close my eyes I can still feel his strength and Ali closes her eyes at this point she's like totally 50 shades of grey in, in her mind um, but she's like but as he moved himself I also yeah. felt inside me I felt this willingness to just surrender to me, to love, to the moment. And a young man's moment can last quite a while. And that's when Ali opens her eyes like, can it now? (laughs) (laughs) Right now? (laughs) Sign me up. I'm learning so much at work. I'm like, this is such a creepy statement. So Renee goes, so you just prefer boys to men. And I swear. (laughs) By the moon and the stars. I prefer boys to men. great band. <laughs> Renee's reality check. Give me a break. Hi guys. Renee has had to pass up again. The 1994 love anthem, I swear, was by all for one, not boys to men. But jokes are funnier when they're factually incorrect, right? Right? Back to the show. So Laura goes, in some ways, maybe I do. Which I was just like... Yeah, it's disgusting. Yeah. Emotionally, I think things die in men as they get older. (laughs) Which I'm just like, fuck, cynical much. They lose the essence of the very thing that a woman most wants. And Ali's like clambering over the desk, (laughs) hanging on her every word. (laughs) This is is the beginning section of Laura just like roasting this guy. (laughs) Because she starts off by going like, men just die inside. And then she's like... Yeah, he cried tears of joy like a little bitch. And he's like, are you going to stand up and say objection? Like, come on. But I was just like, yeah, there's, he goes. Uh, she goes. Yeah, yeah, she goes. And so Renee goes such as, and Laura goes, simple intimacy. He cried sometimes when we made like, love. Right. And I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. I know. A child is crying. And you're like, yeah. Because of something and you've done to I know. Me. I'm just While like, you're still doing it, it sounds like. <laughs> and he goes like tears of joy and I'm like how the fuck do you know like or is that what but also, you're just telling yourself as she's saying this we get a shot of Jason being like oh god why is she so-? like he's embarrassed <laughs> at her set. so not only is he like traumatised probably mm-hmm. by what's happened but he's also been shamed for it yeah. because it's now been aired in public yeah. like poor guy and she's like how many men are willing or able to do that I don't want my man to like cry during sex like <laughs> I made him rethink his life. <laughs> well, she says, he made me feel as if I was flying and falling all at once. And I'm like, oh, it buzzed like you. <laughs> but at that point, Ali's fantasizing about her and Jason kissing in front of a fire. And I'm sorry, what woman hears the testimony of a statutory rapist? And is like, like oh, I can't get me some of that. <laughs> and then she goes, there are things in him I'm sure will go dead as he grows older. He's like, hey, I'm right here. <laughs> yeah, I'm right here. <laughs> Perhaps I was celebrating the boy inside him. I was celebrating the boy. I was. I was celebrating the boy inside me. Oh. And, and she said that. What? 
and I'm like, is this for real? Oh my god. Like, oh. what? And this is on the stand, isn't it? Yeah. So it's like, this is all a row, record. A row of like, cops just come in, like, going down. But it's funny, it's just like a raised eyebrow, like, mm, the boy inside me. Puns. And the judge is like, oh, and Ali's like, <laughs> It's just really weird. Like, what is this? There's no like subsection of this entire scene that makes logical, (laughs) real sense. No, one thing goes crazy, and the other side goes crazy to match it, and it's Uh, like it's completely bonkers. And I just, I don't. And it's like (laughs) you're not defending yourself at all. You're making yourself look more and more like Like a a pedophile. Yeah. Like well, again, if you flip it, it's like a guy going like, "Oh yeah, when I was inside that girl, they were like, yeah, I see what you did there.' It was magic. I know. It's... She cried. Tears yeah. of joy. I know. Tears of joy. Joy. Must must joy. Tears of joy. Definitely joy. As they came out of his eyes, they were like, "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> drinking a beer and Billy rounds the corner which I'm like oh great we get Billy to give Billy's some advice two cents hooray <laughs> <laughs> and Ali says to him I think I'm meant for a boy Ugh. when this kid said that on the stand he said that some people are meant to be alone it just shot to my centre and, and Billy's like crawling to like sit by her on the floor yeah. um, and then she she said that boys have this accessible, accessible side that men well, that before their shells get hard, they, and then she kind of pauses to give the, the beer to Billy, and she says, well, Tracy thinks that it might have something to do with the fact that I'm not over you, but that isn't it. See, the truth is, if I close my eyes and I think of you, I can't even... And Billy's like, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. And Anne's like, but whenever I think of you at 17, I still... And she sort of pats her chest. Yeah. And then she says, don't get me wrong, you're a great guy. Maybe the best guy I know. And I'm like, oh God, well this is a sad <laughs> statement of affairs if that's the case. Um, and she says, but part of you, part of the you that I fell in love with is kind of atrophied over. And then she goes, a little, like, yeah. a little, she does this thing with her hands. And Minnie goes, Ali, we were kids. Do you think that, that kind of love lasts forever? And then Ali just sort of stares and goes, Maybe I'm meant for a boy. And that's why I'm, of course, meant to be alone. And I'm like, I'm glad you've clarified that. <laughs> At least you're not just, like, camping outside the local high school. <laughs> I've decided. Boy for me. <laughs> um, and then Billy goes, well, maybe there's another possibility. Maybe you're meant for this boy. And then Ali's like, what? Oh, Billy, he's 18. I mean, and then she sort of goes, ew, and hits him on the arm. Come on. See, when he said that... have fantasies that if someone who said that out loud to them they'd like feign disgust yes so they'd be like oh no don't be silly (laughs) (laughs) when when he said oh maybe you're meant for this boy i thought he was referring to himself like this boy oh yeah thank god he wasn't referring to himself um but no i think i think she's protesting too much of that i think she's feigning it because she doesn't want anyone to think that she thinks that yes 
Or it's just, Which is weird because she's already confessed that to Georgia yeah. and like... Or it's just super inconsistent writing <laughs> where it, it um, wants to have her like fantasise out yeah. in and then but also be against it and it's like which yeah. is Yeah. I think and, and it's just that thing again where she's like I meant for a boy and it's like yeah because you've got the emotional maturity of a little girl. It's like still. let's work on that. Yeah like <laughs> that's a problem. Like you can't just go after boys. <laughs> like... Exactly. <laughs> you need to. Well, she recognises that. She's like, yeah. I'm meant to be alone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, or just grow the fuck up, yeah, maybe. Exactly. Like, that might help. <laughs> well, yeah. So, next uh, scene, we're in court and they're doing their closing. So, John starts and he says that, well, he's basically saying if Jason had picked up a gun and shot classmates, we would be seeing him as an adult. And um, I'm like, well, that's a fault with your legal system, then, yeah. because <laughs> whether victim or perpetrator, a child is a child. Yeah, like, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, but he's saying, but to fall in love and achieve most emotional intimacy with a 39-year-old woman, he must be a child. And to be able to give her, like, companionship that could leave her more enlightened, he must be a child. To be able to reach out on a lazy afternoon and sexually gratify this woman over and over and over and <laughs> over. Like, and the child's like, <laughs> John. <laughs> um, and then he talks about when he was 15 and he went to see a movie called Summer of 42. And Renee, like, does a massive eye roll at this moment. <laughs> um, and he said it's about... Have you seen that? No. I haven't seen it. No, Apparently it's about a 15-year-old boy and a 30-ish woman played by Jennifer O'Neill. Neil, and he says, and this boy loved her, as did we all. I put a padlock on my bedroom door that summer, and I'm like, John! And the court, like, titters. <laughs> um, and he says, but the, for the whole movie, the audiences were basically willing her to go to him, yeah. and in the end he did, and it was beautiful, and it was the ending we all wanted. And he says, and we shouldn't feel ashamed for wishing that result, because the law aside, nature, this is the nature argument again, uh, favours it. But this guy isn't chasing her down, that's the difference. That's, that's, also, yeah. I think that's a massive mm. And also, point. the other thing is, uh, yeah, we should be ashamed of this narrative, because it's a narrative that helps make male victims of sexual uh, abuse yes. and assault not be taken seriously. Yes, exactly. Like, that's a really well, problematic abuse narrative. Well, sexual assault generally is not taken seriously on any but one side. But especially when yeah. it is a woman mm. with a boy. Yeah. It, it is not taken no. seriously. It is, it is treated as like, oh, it's every young boy's dream, isn't it? Like, yeah. oh, thinking about lucky. But they're not emotionally like... capable of dealing with sex yeah, and no. uh, relationships at that point and that's no. the point and as the adult you should be recognising that and be in control of that yeah. but he's saying you know a man achieves sexual prime as a teenager a woman achieves it in her 30s so surely they just put them together and magic happens um, which I'm like is that true like I've never heard women reach their sexual prime in their 30s I have heard that have as you? in their desire not their right. ability to procreate but that's what we're talking about right here. okay yeah so um, he's saying, oh, well, the DA will no doubt be beating the drum. The law is the law is the law. The big old bores. <laughs> That's what they do. Party poopers. But when it comes to love, there really is no law, is there? And then the jury in unison go, no. no. And the judge is like, members of the jury, do this not speak This is a closing back. argument. I'll ask you not to talk back to the litigants. And yes. <laughs> um, so John continues and he's like, Laura fell victim to her love. And it's interesting he uses the word victim. It's like very clever of him to like, and Turn that yeah, and also, did she? 
No. Like, this lasted two weeks. It yeah. wasn't a long-term affair. And actually, she felt into her desire. Yeah, and actually, when she was asked, did you love him? She's like, no. <laughs> like, <laughs> that was wasn't on the stand, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I'm just like, again, you're, you're being so disingenuous. Like, she has never couched it as falling in love and neither and neither has Jason no exactly it's ridiculous but he says you know after I went home from the movie I prayed just let me know just once let me know that kind of passion let me know I love that deeply what Laura did caused her to commit an insane act but if her feelings were even a fraction of how they've been described in this room a fraction of what I felt and I still do feel for Jennifer O'Neill <laughs> insanity would have been had she not gone to him <sighs> I'm like okay I guess John, uh, that was a good effort. But yeah. here comes the tea. Yeah. <laughs> Renee stands up and I want to insert her entire speech here because yes. it's just brilliant. She's like, Give me a break. If this were an adult male and a 16-year-old girl, you wouldn't even hesitate. With men, it's sex. Women, it must be loved. Well, as a woman, I thank you for the compliment, but who's kidding who? We have sex drives. The young lifeguards look good. We want it just like men want it, but 16 is 16. When a man cheats, he's a bum. A woman, she's just bridging her little Madison County. It's not only crap, it's a form of gender discrimination. And 16 is 16. Yeah. I'm like, that should be it. That's yeah. the so you bottom could just line. go up and say that and be like, no further comments. Yeah. <laughs> that, should, that, should, that should just be he, case closed. is a boy. Done. Done. Yeah. I just think it's insane that this is even argued. Yeah. Like, it yeah. should just be flat out. No. It's just... Yeah, like there's the, no extenuating circumstances when you are having well, sex that's the point with of a child. Yeah. Case. yeah, exactly. It's, it's you've done it, so therefore take <laughs> place. Yeah. The most interesting point of John's whole argument for me was the, which has nothing really to do with the case. It's the difference of, oh, it's interesting how when in, when it's violence, people are looked at as men, and when it's love, it's something else. Yeah, I found that maybe just the whole like, oh yeah, as soon as it's something violent, it kind of flips flips up. But not as like a defence for this, just as a general like, oh, that's an interesting thing. Yeah, I mean, I think the that... things people do that differentiate them from being young and old, even when they're a certain well, age. I think especially in America, that is a much bigger problem. Mm -hmm. They will try children as adults for violent acts, like in not in every case, but in in a lot of cases when they've done something extreme, they. They will do that, whereas I think in Britain we're less likely to do that. I don't think we do that. No, it's it's really all. exceptionally it's, yeah. violent cases. Like where I mean, that would e even like I mean, yeah, like I'm thinking of some of like the most heinous crimes yeah. that a, ch a child has committed. Like yeah, like the Jamie Foley yeah, stuff. Yeah, exactly. They, they were, were not tried as no, adults. They were tried. So they like, killed someone. So. Exactly, and and tortured and killed yeah. a little boy. Renee's reality check. Give me a break. Hey guys, we really are not giving Renee a break this episode because we appear to have confused and conflated a few things about the 1993 Jamie Bolger murder trial. So, in the Jamie Bolger murder case, his killers were tried as adults despite both being 10 years old when they committed their crime. They were found guilty and were sentenced to a recommended minimum term of eight years. Due to public pressure, however, this was extended to 15 years. Because of their age, they were held at a secure care centre rather than an adult prison. In 1999, the European Court of Human Rights ruled that they had been denied a fair trial as they had been too young to follow the proceedings and understand adult court. 
As such, the minimum term was reduced back to eight years. In 2001, a parole board ruled that the boys were no longer a threat to public safety and could be released on a lifelong licence. They were given new identities and moved to secret locations under a witness protection style programme. All of this to say that they were tried as adults, but their punishment was kind of retroactively changed to take into account the fact that they were children at the time. <sighs> so, back to the show. But they were still tried as children. I mean, there's they a lot, were children. But there's a lot of... I mean, I don't want to go too far down this rabbit hole because we could be here all day because that case is really uh, interesting. Yeah, it is. But... Um, they were tried as children. A lot of people, particularly in Liverpool, because the strength of feeling and the crime was so terrible... It was horrible. ...that they um, are still angry that they were tried as children. Yeah. Especially as they've gone on to... One of them in particular has gone on to re-offend with yes. child pornography several mm-hmm. times yes. as an adult. Yes. They're like, he should have just been sent down for life. Yeah, well, I just I understand, but I disagree. I agree. I, 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 and I it's difficult because like, I have endless sympathy with the victim's yes, family. Oh, completely. Mm-hmm. But I think it is that thing of like, this is like the law has to be dispassionate in Absolutely. this way because it, it is about what is the law for otherwise? Is it just to lock up people forever and drive no, the key with exactly. no redemption? Exactly. I feel like that is too big to put on a child. But some people think that there are certain crimes mm. yeah, that but, are beyond yeah, that. Yeah, and I, I understand when it when it is so heinous what's yeah. been done. But uh, yeah, if, if they're a child, they're a child. I know, and, and you, I know. And, it, and it's not fair. But... Yeah, I forgot how we got onto that. But anyway, um, yeah. Well, it's, just from that thing of yeah. John being oh, like, the violence. Oh, yeah, if he yeah. shot someone, we'd be trying him as an adult. And it's yeah. like, yeah, but that's a problem with no. more legal But system. also, yeah. the other thing I was going to say is actually rape, statutory rape, that is, it may have been a loving, tender, otherwise seen as a loving act, but it is a form of violence. Yeah, it it's is. It's a violation yeah, it's of someone's abuse. body. Yeah. And you cannot know for sure whether they were emotionally equipped to deal with that no. at that age. That's the point of having yeah, it as a statutory laws. crime. It's like, this is the line where we feel someone is still a child and not, so, and not, and not legally and capable of And they might think consenting. they're capable, but yeah, they're not. But they're not, yeah. because they are still a child and yeah. they do not understand what it is they are entering yeah. into. And this kid, who is now 18 may and people in that situation may at 18 even because he doesn't seem to bear any sort of ill will will towards laura in fact he's sort of quite seems quite happy about the whole thing but you don't know how that sort of stuff will impact him Mm. later and how it's going to impact his relationship and and actually actually like it can take years it can take decades for people to come to terms with what has happened to them in their youth and be like oh that was you can't just abuse. be like well he seems fine he must have had a great time like, yeah no. exactly like it's too early because he made me think of that himself like, yeah. oh I did yeah. have a great time and then later on be like oh but wait. that's that's a that's massive because... phenomenon as well like victims of yeah. rape not even mm-hmm. just statutory rape if they have the biologically pleasurable feelings during it they carry that guilt yeah. around with them and that's another layer on yeah. top of an already horrific and also it, it's again if you're sat and I think this probably you know especially for male victims of like child abuse and, and sexual assault at the hands of a woman mm. like there is this narrative like in, in our culture of just being like oh that's good isn't it 
that's lucky for you. Like, yeah. that's every school board's yeah. dream. Yeah. That's why like, so many like that you're cases... meant to enjoy it. Yeah. Society's and, telling you, and, like, you've won yeah. the lottery. That's exactly. why so many of these cases are teachers as well, because yes. that also plays into that. Yeah. Exactly. It's always like. 20s or 30s female teachers and or like a mum like yeah, yeah. Stacey's mum yeah. <laughs> exactly and it's just like yeah it's that thing of like you you're not allowed you like there's something if you have weird mixed up feelings about what has happened to you yeah like with that narrative around you that it it it, it, you like you say you won the lottery mm. as a school kid like yeah. good, good on you it's confusing like, yeah it, it will no how doubt how do you unpack that? yeah like it would it could quite easily take yeah. decades to like, realise what actually it, happened to you I've seen yeah. it a lot more common recently of like uh, male victims of this coming around years later yeah certain like few ones in the media recently where it's like someone's only just now doing court action or trying to sue or whatever because mm. they're like now they're like 26 and they're like oh actually that really affected me for years afterwards and I didn't realise and that's why it yeah. annoys me when people are like oh but it was so long ago like why are you now coming out against yeah. it and I'm like yeah. because it takes years that long yeah. Yeah. It, yeah to process what has happened and especially in the environment if where if people you're... are like oh no it's fine yeah like basically saying that that isn't abuse yeah that a, a, a older woman sleeping with a, a young boy yeah is not abuse it's it's everyone's fantasy yeah like so you should have loved it well done yeah. thumbs up good on you lad like yeah, uh, uh, yeah you're not going to recognize for what no. it, it, it actually is and what it uh, you know how that it's has a form actually... of gaslighting yeah uh, completely mm, sure. it's yeah and yeah right so moving on uh <laughs> we're in the hallway of the courthouse and uh laura ali and john are just sat on the bench waiting um, and john's saying it shouldn't take too long and ali's like sussing out whether they're still together she's like well how did it finally end with you and jason i mean it's over right you and he and, and laura's like oh uh yeah it's over and i was like uh-uh, uh-uh. <laughs> I was just wondering, you know. And then Nell strides up. Um, and she says, "Ali, hi." And she's like, "Oh, hi, Nell." And she goes, "Paul." And John's like, "It's John." I love that she keeps getting his name wrong. It's so funny. Um, but then Nell asks Ali. Um, she says, "I'm really considering joining up, but I'd like to talk to a wounds woman first. Do you have any at your firm?" And Ali stares at her and she's like, "I'm kidding." And she's like, yeah. like "I would like to talk to you. Um, maybe we can get a drink at the end of the day. I'll call." And she just walks off. And Ali's like and maybe we couldn't <laughs> she didn't even wait for me to confirm it she just assumed I'd make myself available but then John she's goes nice. she's saying I know and then nice. John just goes I'm drawn to her and Ali punches him on his arm which I is know. this casual violence that you're not I'm not okay not okay um, but anyway it's the second time Ali's punched someone I on know. the arm today I know um, but anyway um, then we're at the courthouse um, a bit later and the Ali is waiting for the lift to come and she's reading some papers and the doors open and a man gets off as Ali gets in and she doesn't realise because she's reading her papers but Jason is in there and can I just say <laughs> Jason is wearing yes let's break this down let's have like fashion yeah, moments I, wait so insert a jingle <laughs> With hey, a red Jason is wearing cream trousers <laughs> with a red shirt, a navy jacket, and a slightly lighter navy tie and one earring. <laughs> and I was just like two earrings. He's got two earrings, one each side. No, one earring. I thought he had two. I, yeah, I think it's one. one on his left. Yeah. yeah. Right. And and I'm just like, 
was this what constituted like men's fashion yep. in yeah. the 90s? Throw it all on. Or yeah. can he just not dress himself? No, that like, is everything just... was oversized. Like, have you seen? But it's like the mix, like I can the cream trousers and the red I, shirt. I can imagine the. the uh, I can imagine like the costume designer for the show going, right, we've got this young character, he's not gonna we're gonna you know, up his cluelessness and, and naivety by what like the make him, yeah. And so I reckon they went for reference, like what's everyone doing red carpet photos like do that, do that. Yeah, <laughs> oh my god, it's terrible. It was I very nearly 90s. objected. It was very nineties, that oversized look, like but it's got the, your dad's clothes on. The mix match of colours yeah. as well, that I'm just like, what the f- Fuck is this? Well, anyway. And he's got the balls to try and like ask someone out looking like that. <laughs> Jesus. That's a brave kid. Yeah, so this is what happens. Like Jason introduce like announces himself by going hi and Ali goes <laughs> like realizes he's there and she's like, Oh hi. Um and she says, Oh I bet you're glad this is almost over and he's like, Yeah. And then Jason just keeps staring at her and she's like, Why are you staring at me? And he's like, Oh, I'm sorry, I just had a strange dream last night. You were in it. And Ali goes, oh, well, what? And then she goes, never mind. And he goes, oh, no, it wasn't inappropriate. It was just strange. We weren't talking. We were just... And he goes, our hands were like this. And he kind of puts them in a triangle. Yeah. like, And it's like the dream the that dream we got the top of the episode. Had, yeah. And our fingertips were touching. But that was all. And Ali's like mouth is like... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah, and then we cut straight to Ali like she's pacing in Tracy's office, like, what the hell do you call that? He dreamed the same dream, and Tracy's like, take a breath, and she's like, I didn't rush all the way over here to breathe, and I'm like, so you've literally dropped your papers, <laughs> and I'm like, I have to speak to Tracy. Tracy's had to cancel all of her afternoon appointments. I don't like, have a job to in. do. It's fine. Yeah, exactly. Um, Tracy says. Ali, do you realise the average person uses about a tenth of their brain power? With you, it could be less. <laughs> I just love the sass. I love it. She's always on sass. Um, and she's like, what does brain power have to do with this? And she's like, mental telepathy, powers of suggestion. And she's like, it wasn't telepathy. He dreamed the same dream. And Tracy's like, look, I charge by the hour regardless. The opinions don't come cheaper when they're yours. <laughs> she gestures uh, to, sit down. to sit down. Um, and so... Tracy's saying that fingertips only suggest the need to touch, but the recognition that it's forbidden. You're both mm. reluctant to give in. Um, and Ali's like, oh, how can he and I possibly work out? He's young enough to... And Tracy's like, look, if you want my advice, here it is. It can't last forever. Of course not. But who made up the rule that the best loves do? And I'm like, this is true. Like, just yes. live a little. Yeah, like, For God's yeah, sake, like, so hung up on everything. I know. It's just like, this. yeah, you know this can't be anything long term. But that's fine. Go ahead. Like, <laughs> And Ali's like, ooh, ooh, I never thought of that. Yeah, I know. This is new Such information. Um, you don't have to freak out about everything and rush over to speak to Tracy at every moment. Anyway, then we're in Cage at Fish at... Cage and Fish... Cage at Fish? We're in Cage and Fish at night. And Richard and John are kind of hanging out in Richard's office. And Richard's, like, singing Nell's praises because he's saying, she reminds me of me. And John's like, well, where is she now? And he's like, downstairs talking to Ali. Do you think we should hire her? And John says, well, it's really hard for me to be objective because I'm drawn to her. And I'm Richard glad goes, that he's self-aware enough to recognise her. Yeah. And Richard goes, well, you'd have no chance. <laughs> Does that help? And John goes... You know that song, boom, 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 ba-doom? And Richard's like, I'm sorry. And John's like, when I look at her, I hear, boom, 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 ba-doom. And I'm like, aww, you 
boom, boom, boom. And then it like the music picks it up in the background. Yeah. We've got boom, 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 and it's the beginning to Can't Hurry Love because yes. we've got Rhonda singing, and then it cuts to the bar. Nell and Annie at the bar with Rhonda singing Can't Hurry Love. So Nell, Nell goes. Yeah. My concern is that there's been sexual harassment claims. I bet they argue deserve you deserve it wearing those skimpy little skirts, pigs. And I'm like, I like her. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's just so funny. And Anna's like. I've never sued them, now. And she's like, but you like it here. And she says, I do, even though it's a place that would never let a woman be partner. They don't say that, but between you and me, they hire women who want families. And Nell's like, she sort of catches in her throat, like, disgust. She's Ugh, like, children. She's oh, like, yeah. as in, children? <laughs> I'm yeah. like, Mom. Yeah. And Ali's like, um, yeah. She says, that way, she'd end up going on maternity before she's up for partnership. They figure, you know, once women have children, they tend to prioritise the little imps. And she says, I want children though, so this is a good firm for me. And this is when... Is it, is it a thing what? of Ali... Uh, is she someone who's eyeing like the partner role? So she's trying to put her off because they'd be competing. Or is she yeah, just like, so don't really, work it because I don't like I don't, you? I don't understand this whole conversation. She's an ally, like, surely. Yeah, because like, I'm like, does Ali actually believe what she's no, saying? I think she's or trying to put her off. Or is she just saying to put... Yeah. But if so, why? why? <laughs> like, has she conferred with... Elaine and Georgia, and they've told her to do this? Yeah, or because if you remember... Is this just supposed to be a, like, natural bitchy instinct? <laughs> Actually, that's the point. <laughs> and the other people were like, no, we sent you to talk to her so she would join or something. No, no, it's no, like, no. What have I you think done? it was... Um, I'm trying to remember back to Because we certainly don't see any kind of Elaine or Georgia going to Ali being well, like, well, later on the oh, other... we, we've said now to speak to you. Later because... on, the other two say, oh, what did you say? As if it's a bad thing that she's taking yeah, the job. So but, presumably they said, But I'm just, off, but, but we why? never, we never see that. But I think that's the thing. I don't think they've gone to her and explicitly said, um, put, her, put off. her off. But I think it's just like a shared understanding that none of them like her. So she's not exactly going to encourage her to work here. I don't think it's like a, formulated plan but I think it's like Ali knows she doesn't like her she's aware that certainly mm. Elaine doesn't like her but surely it'd be their best interest to maybe have a female co-boss eventually as well well like... exactly <laughs> I was like even if you believe this this idea of like oh well you know it's fi this firm's fine even yeah. if they wouldn't ever consider a woman to be a partner because I don't want to be a partner but it's like but that that's still not a good place to work yeah. because you're still being run by two men. <laughs> yeah, saying, who... Oh, look at this silly rule that's in place. No, 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 oh, but well. I think Ali doesn't. This isn't true. Yeah. At all. Yeah. Ali knows it isn't true. She's just saying it's to put Nell off. Yeah. I I just found it really weird that she was doing it so enthusiastically. I well, guess. Well, because I think she's like Nell will not. Nell's so ambitious and driven. If she hears that the people who work here are like, oh, we're fine with not being partner. We're just ditzy little women. Like, she'd be put off by that type of person yeah. and not want to work with them. Because yeah. I would, if I met with someone like that, I'd be like, ugh, no. But then at the same time, if you're now, you'd be like, oh, great, no competition. Um, yeah, but what she, that's why she's saying they just wouldn't um, yeah. let a woman be partner. But, yeah, I just, I just found it weird that she was being so... Mm proactive with putting that off. Why do we think... Like, going to those lengths. Like, we've seen like, up to this point, she's actively disliked which her. Which is really... Yeah. Which I don't agree yeah, with, it's no, awful. Yeah. But, like, it's just... no surprise to me that in this scene, that's the way why she's playing. Why do we think that Nell does take the job? Um, I think because she... Uh, well, it's interesting that they left the question hanging when Richard says, do you even care if they'll yeah. like you? Mm. I think it's because... 
I think she does care because I actually think she's yeah, I she's think she softer is a bit than hurt. she looks I underneath. Think she's a bit but I also think she treatment. knows she can cope with it and she'll get yeah. there. And actually, Richard has told her that she would make partner quicker, quicker. here than exactly. Else. So, so she is ambitious. Is good, so it is a good move for her. And I think she's like, I'll a bit like me at school. I think once I realised that nobody was going to be friends with me, I was like, well, fine, I'm just gonna do my best mm. and, and uh, they'll either like me or they don't like me yeah yeah um so I think you know yeah poor Nell yeah anyway <laughs> Elaine barges through uh the bar to like come up to Ali and tell her that the verdict is in and John's waiting outside in a cab and Ali's like oh excuse me I have to go and Nell's like she's sure she's really cold to Nell but yeah like Elaine then stands next to Nell after Ali's left and Ben's like the verdict is in really cattily and Nell's like so I gather and like just sips her drink like yeah sure like, fine okay. yeah. um yeah she's just being everyone's being really bitchy I don't like I it anyway back at the courtroom where they've just Ali's just gone to and they the judge is um set, getting herself settled and yeah. as that's happening Laura's like what does this mean coming back quickly and John goes they have weekend plans <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is true <laughs> Um, but judge, the judge uh, says, well, you've reached a verdict, what is it? And they say, um, on the matter of 32664, sex with a minor, we find the defendant not guilty by reason of temporary insanity. And John's like, everyone's relieved. John's like, never underestimate a jury, and I have no faith in the justice no, system. I know, I'm just like... When did he prove that she had temporary insanity? Mm. Like she seemed well, pretty it, intent on, like, I'm going to lay it all out and how much I bloody loved it and how much you all know I'm right, and... That's yeah, very assured. He, he well, we knew that the jury was with him John because they were like, no. yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's bullshit, but yeah, it's it is so what it is. Crap. So then Ali and Renee are talking and they're headed to the elevator and it comes up um, and Renee's sort of going, well, you've got to hand it. She's taking it very well. She's like, yeah. you've got to hand it to John. He's good at his job, blah, blah, blah. And Ali's like, oh, are you going home? And Renee's like, no, I've got paperwork to do. I'll see you there. Um, and I like, okay. And she presses the button, goes into the elevator uh, sorry, she goes into the elevator and presses the button to go down. And just as the doors are about to close, Jason like comes out of nowhere and like dives he, like, in, runs for the lift, <sighs> and like slams into the back of it. Yeah, and, like, makes and it she's in. like, uh, "Hi, yeah. <laughs> hi, Jason." And he's like, "Hi," and um, congratulations. And he says, "I'm so relieved. I never wanted." And she says, "I know." Um, and she says, "Well, everything turned out." And then there's a pause, and Ali um, sighs, and Jason says, "Look," and she goes. <laughs> I just like wrote down like, squeal. I just wrote down these people are all aliens like just like who are these two people in this lift you look at them again this is not human behaviour <laughs> and she excuses that as a tickle in her throat um, and basically Jason says I know I'm going to sound like and he says this might seem ridiculous but I feel that you and I have a strange connection and she's like you do and he's like you probably think that I older women and I I don't, I just, and the elevator opens and no one moves and he, and Jason says, I'm sorry, I'd walk out a bit but I feel unsteady and I think I'm going to fall down yeah. <laughs> and then the door closes um, and Ali's like, why? And he says, well, because the reason I came in here was to ask you out and Ali's just kind of a bit speechless um, and he's sort of rambling on being like, I'm sorry, you have the answers, no, and then Ali just sort of talks over him and goes, it's yes! And then her eyes sort of widen, like, yeah. as she says it, like, shit, what have I done? And he's like, it is. And she's like, evidently. And he goes, great, maybe tomorrow night. And she's like, sure. And the doors open again. And Jason's like, aren't you getting out? And she's like, 
I'm a little unsure of my feet as well. And then he's like, oh, and the door's closed. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how long they stayed there for. Just right to the left, up and down. This is um, getting weird now. Um, so then we cut back to Cajun Fish, and Richard is making an announcement on the stairs of Cajun Fish, and Nell is by his side, and he's like, can I have everyone's attention? Stop what you're doing, stop your work, put your work down, and everyone, all the random extras that we don't know, <laughs> yeah. all sort of stop um, and Ali is next to Elaine and she's going what's going on and Elaine's like you don't want to know and Ali's like why is she up there Yeah. and Richard goes I have really splendid news I'd like to introduce you all to Nell Porter as of today she'll be joining us as a new attorney and Georgia kind of comes up next to Ali and Elaine being like he hired her and Richard's like she's going to be a great addition blah 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 um, and Nell Porter and everyone kind of claps um, and Elaine goes to like Georgia and Ali as they're clapping, like just so we're clear, we hate her, right? And Ali and Georgia are like, mm-hmm, like, and they're still yeah. like, and I'm just like, ugh, like this is just so fucking horrible. Can I just say I counted the number of extras in that scene? <laughs> what? There are sixteen people in that Cajun Fish office. What are they all doing? Not counting Georgia, Ali, and Elaine, that we have never met. And they're, and they're all working here. like after hours, right? Is this still the same? No, night? I think Given it's still that... the same. Oh no, actually, it was. It was. This must be a new day, It right? must be a new day, yeah. I think yeah, it's a new day. It must be but a anyway, day. it's, it's like, a lot of people. what are all these people doing? I know, I know. <laughs> it's anyway. just like someone with a broom just looking up like, huh? Got <laughs> <laughs> to be around for the big announcement. <laughs> anyway, Nell then makes a speech and she's like saying, thank you. Um, it was a really tough decision to change jobs, but I'm excited. And I'm grateful to Richard and to Paul. <laughs> <laughs> and John just looks really like, God damn it, why can't you remember my name? <laughs> um, and then it's Thomas Simpson. It's the season finale. Him shooting. <laughs> but then she says, and also to Ali, and Ali kind of like smiles, but also like she's baring her teeth, yeah, like, like yeah, really, yeah. <laughs> and she says, my brief chat with her. Well, I knew coming here, it would be fun, and I'm like, ha ha ha, that's, that's yeah, good. backfired. Yeah. And Georgia and Elaine are like, what, what did, did you, you say? say? And I'm like, and deal Ali with it, just guys. Looks really sort of flustered and unsure as to what she actually said. Yeah, she definitely <laughs> happened. You've been played. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nell's not falling for it. Uh, yeah, so then we get Ali going back into John's ridiculously large office. <laughs> yeah. Takes her like 10 minutes to walk from the door to the, door to the desk. Um, and she's like, she's saying to John, I know why Richard hired her. Because she's good at her job, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> I know. But you, what, is it because you're drawn to her? And John says, in part. And I was like, I think I'm going to throw in my... Objection! Oh, this here. is mine as well. Objection! I, I've got, yeah. I've got hard Paddington bear stare. <laughs> so you, everyone both got the same objection. Yeah. Um, you, you say why you... Okay, so yeah, so this is him just, like, not only is he hiring someone mainly because he fancies her, which is bad, but he's... Bad. Oh, bad. <laughs> but he's just openly admitting it as if it's totally cool and no one's calling him out on it or anything. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's this whole yeah. thing that's like, you know... He's what's wrong with everything. <laughs> everything. Everything to do with like hiring and who gets jobs and everything in like where we are with Me Too now. It's like this is kind of all that whole yeah. problem. Yes. I'm like, yes. how is this okay that he's just hiring now because he has the horn? Yeah. Like, yeah. no. It's almost like it gets and kind of. He can say boom, boom, boom. We all know what that means. Yeah. yeah. But also when Ali then goes, and you expect to get a date, and John goes, I have no illusions. Trust me, a woman like her. And I'm just like, 
So what are you doing? You've hired her to perv over her. Yes, that's me. I'm like, how is that less creepy? John, I'm just here to perv. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll do it from the shadow. <laughs> you won't even know I'm there. I'll just be in the vents looking down. Like, yeah, this is a man who's decided. He's decided for some bizarre reason, like, I really like her. I'm going to hire her. I, I'm also self-aware enough to admit this. And I'm also self-aware enough to admit I don't have a shot. So, oh, what have I done? And then, but rather than be like, shit, what have I done? He's like, it's fine. I will just torture myself it. for years to come. When he first admitted to Richard that he liked her, I was like, oh, this is quite sweet. But what I didn't realise that he would then use that as the basis of hiring her. Yeah. Like, that's not a reason to hire someone I mean, it's in lucky, office. It's no. lucky that she is great for the job. As well. yes. If she was a character who was like an idiot Shit, and, and yeah. no way, and he was still hiring But either way, it's it, ridiculous. It's not good. Yeah. yeah. And anyway, Ali's concerned about John's being tortured if, it, you know, the last thing you want is to be in love with someone you can't have. That is something I know. Yeah. And John says, well, what Laura Jewell said about men, their insides going dead as they grow older. True. <laughs> Let's turn to our <laughs> man correspondent. Man. <laughs> See, I, I felt semi-attacked with this. And then a part of me also went, nah, no, I can believe that. <laughs> but I, think it's, I don't think it's because, Has like... Has your shell gone hard? I don't think it's because, oh, you're a man, so you just die inside. I think it's just an age thing. But I think everyone gets, yeah. like, less... It depends with it's experience probably more cynical as yeah. you get older. I definitely think women do as well. You yeah, get more exactly. cynical, your shields go up, but it doesn't mean they can't come back down again. And it's like... Exactly. Yeah. It's like he's going just, just like, oh, I just think you're more realistic about yes. what relationships are. They yeah. aren't all flowers and rose tinted glasses and preppy clothes in a boathouse. Yeah. They're like mm-hmm. hard work. And earrings. <laughs> yeah. And denim, denim shirts. <laughs> like, they can't all... be denim shirts forever. <laughs> oh, I remember the days of the denim shirt. I, di- I grew up, I died inside, I burnt my denim shirt. <laughs> but like, it's... I changed. Probably smelled. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I... Everybody changes. I don't think it's a gender yeah. thing. No, I agree. I, I do agree. kind of agree with it. But the way he's saying it is like he's saying, it's too late for me. So all I can do in life is hire someone I can wank over. Like, but I also don't like his assertion like, oh, what they said about men, their insides going dead as they grow older. True. And I'm like, no, what you're doing is making an excuse for shitty behaviour yeah. Yeah. of men. Like becoming callous. I'm like, yeah. we, can, we can't help that. Oh, it's he's just, just what doing it because we're dead inside. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Like, no. Like, no, no, you don't get to uh, get be a shit hook. human being just because mm. what you're biologically... Dead in uh, yeah, like, yeah. Exactly, yeah, no, don't, yeah. Uh, yeah. So he has a chance to admit here that, yes, I'm dying inside, but I'm going to choose to be a better man and not and not do this shitty thing. But no, well, he's falling well, back he and being that, like... Well, he's trying to play it as a good thing that he's hired her to try and stop that from terrible thing from happening. Because he's yes. like, if we're not careful, we prioritise the wrong things like career, money, hair plugs. And he says... Any person who makes you flex your romantic muscle and remind you of what you like to feel, that's good company. I'm like, yes, you know, in your personal life, yes. not as a hiring strategy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I shouldn't dictate Jesus who you hire. Yeah, exactly. Uh, anyway, and then he ends it by being like, and anyway, she's a fine attorney. <laughs> I'm like, sure. And Ali looks really annoyed at facts. <laughs> like, I know, there's like, like this big revelation music, like, what? She's good at her job? Like, yeah, like, that's why they want her more than... That is why Richard wants her. Yeah. He's got no interest in her. Yeah, like, that doesn't fly as the, like, resolution to, a, you know, a character arc in this episode of her being a bitch the whole time and then being told by someone, oh, she's good, something she could have found out or known from the start, and going, ah... 
You yeah. learn every day, right? Like yeah. I'm changing. Who yeah. knows? <laughs> Bitches can be good at their jobs. No. Anyway. anyway. Ali is on her date with Jason next, um, and Jason is wearing a sweater vest. Oh, actually, <laughs> that's the thing. He was wearing a sweater vest there. In the flashback, he had it like over his shoulders. Yeah, yeah, that was. But it. Yeah. it's just like he looks like such a little boy. But like, he also he hunches so down yeah, like he's exactly. never been in a restaurant like, before, like, like a knife <laughs> and a <the> fork, <laughs> <laughs> napkin. <laughs> Like to like Pizza Hut for like the early bird special. Yeah. At one point he goes like it's still early, and I'm like, have you taken him to like the kids' hour? Yeah. Like, no, I, know, I know how to work in a restaurant, but not either one. Yeah. Anyway, he's ta- they're just having a conversation, and he's saying, oh, it was the journal that caused the problems because my parents found it. And Ali's like, oh my god, was it too graphic? And she's like, got her hands over her face, and he's like, no, I just wrote down feelings. I wanted to read it 20 years later, and. And realised how badly I had been treated. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, to your therapist yeah. that you need to speak to. Um, but Ali's like, wonder if you'll be capable of having those feelings again. Um, With me tonight. Um, and then um, Jason says this thing about it's still early. Do you want to go for a walk? Um, and Ali goes, oh, well, the game's about to get out and the traffic. And Jason's like, well, what game? And she goes, the Red Sox. And I'm like, hang on a minute. Wait. Yes. Ali, I have Ali knows about sports now. Like yeah, this last is really season, inconsistent. she thought the Chicago Cubs were cupboards. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you're telling me she now is a massive baseball fan. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm just right. the point of telling an entire story of like bonding of a dad over yeah, baseball. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, this is not what this you This is set not inconsistent. It's mm. completely inconsistent with her, her, her previous. You can tell he just took. It came up with the idea of like, oh, wouldn't it be quite cute to have like a sort of date scene where they're sneaking yeah, into a baseball field? Yeah. How do I get them there? Oh, I'm going to have to pretend that Ali's actually a baseball yeah, fan. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, no one who's into baseball would mistake what the Chicago Cubs no, are. Yeah, completely. It's a weird thing as well, because it's, it's saying she knows enough to say what she says, but knows little enough to know that they're playing an away game. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's like, weird. do you know or do you not know? Yeah, what, yeah. what do you know? <laughs> um, but yeah, she's basically saying, oh, the Red Sox are about to get out, and Jason's like, no, they're away. And she's like, I saw the lights. And he's like, no, they're working on the lights. My uncle's a groundskeeper, that's how I know. And Annie then freaks out, because she's like, Fenway Park. Oh, yeah, this is coming this up This is now. amazing. Why? Oh, like, this is just new information on his side. Oh, well. I see, sorry, like, yeah. Oh, by the way, while we're in the last three minutes of the episode... I was like, like why? Has something <laughs> terrible happened at Fenway Park? <laughs> <laughs> um, and she's like, have you been in Fenway Park, like, on the field? And he's like, yeah. And she starts breathing, like, really heavily, like... <gasps> and he's like, is that important? And she's like, oh, are you kidding? My father and I used to listen to every game on the radio together every summer. I'd close my eyes and I'd pretend I was right there. And he's like, do you want to go? Like, now? And she's like, now? Now? To Fenway Park now? And he's like, yeah, it's just... Two blocks away, and she like yeah. nods manically, like. <laughs> 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 so then we cut to a different scene. Nell is in the unisex, getting changed into her like civvies, <laughs> like yes, yeah. putting some jeans on and, and a jumper. But she doesn't quite get her jumper on before Billy walks in, and uh, she's like rushing. As soon as she hears someone, she's like, "Oh shit, I need to get this jumper on." Um, but Billy walks in just as it's like around her neck, and yeah. he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry." And she's like, "Oh, I keep forgetting this bathroom's open to the public." And he's like, "Do you want me to go?" But then Georgia walks in, and Nell's still got her bra showing because it's yeah. basically still around her neck. And Georgia's like, "What's what this?" Yeah. Nell like flashes at her each breast, like. 
awkwardly like oh it's initiation oh. yeah flashing <laughs> it in like a jokey way making a joke and then she's like kidding like obviously yeah, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Yeah. Um, and, and Billy's Billy, like Billy panics. I can't let you finish Billy's like out. I must leave this situation my wife my wife um, <laughs> and now then turns to Georgia and is like listen I know my nickname is Sub-Zero and people find me well cold and I'm just like I literally see no reason for this nickname I don't I think she's, she's professional she's quite friendly and like, she's professional and competent but she's not cold she's been no. friendly Nothing's and then friendly. Georgia goes like now this can be a tough group but we'll warm up and now it's like thanks and then Georgia starts sort of checking her hair in the mirror and then at that time like Nell lets down her very long like platinum it's blonde hair. hair and and Georgia like is like looking really disconcerted like that's like Nell. evil music on the soundtrack yeah. it's like <laughs> like yeah. yeah it's like and, and Georgia like looks at her like oh and just sort of touches her head like well this is pointless like, what am I going to do <laughs> I'm a failure <laughs> I know and she goes out and then John comes in and says hi to Nell um, and as, as and he just stares at her and she's like muzzing her hair up because it's beautiful and you know exactly what he's going to do in that cubicle let's put that <laughs> He's well, like, then, finally, my plan's coming to action well, already. Then, then we hear the boom, 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 boom. But they're not playing. Um, it, the music starts, but it's um, Vonda singing "Tonight's the Night" by the Shirelles, which is um, a different song to "Can't Hurry Love," but it's got a very similar beat. Yes, yeah. So then we cut to as that music starts up. It sort of segues into. Ali and Jason at Fenway Park, kind of playing fake baseball because there's nothing baseball, there. Yeah. And it's really funny because. Lots of bad green screen. I, that's yeah. exactly what I said to Matt. Like, I came in as Matt was watching this bit and I was like, do you notice the terrible green screen? And Matt was like, where did they film this? And I was like, I think it was just in a studio. And I said, like, it must have been the weirdest thing to film because obviously you strip all the music away. It's just like two people miming baseball stuff while a bunch of crew just watch you and it's like... In a green room. Like, <laughs> no, terrible. So yeah, anyway. so they like, he pretends to bowl, Alice, uh, Ali's like practicing her like swing. swing and she kicks out and she does the whole like trouser adjusting thing. It looks like they're playing an entire game. game. It's like, that joke, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in real life that would have been I it. I bored like, really quickly. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, can we stop this now? No, it's we're in 45th minute of the inning. Shots of her like running around and like getting to a, a base, base, like yeah, skidding yeah. and getting to a base and running around the entire field and all that stuff. And then we hear like a sports announcer over the music like yeah. from a game. Yeah. Um, and it sort of fades out as she's running the whole diamond. Yeah. Um, and they're, then they're kind of walking home and Ali's like, oh, I'll never forget that night she's talking about a game that she saw. Mm. She's like, do you remember? Um, and Jason's like, I wasn't born then. <laughs> and she's like, ah, oh, right, back to reality. Yeah. Um, and they get to where Jason lives and he asks her if she wants to come in and she's like, oh no, um, I had a really great time. A really great time. And he's like, well, I'd like to see you again. And she's like, I'm going to have to say no even though part of me wants to, can you understand? And he's like, yeah, I already knew. Um, you were kind of having too much fun. Like it was some kind of reunion with fun you had before. And, and I'm then, just like, this no 18 year old no, boy is yeah. this insightful. This no. is too like, deep an insight here. Yeah. Like, 
Yeah, it's complete bullshit. And Ali's like, I might be too young for you. And I'm yeah. like, Yeah, sure. you probably are. Sure. <laughs> and then Jason's like, got you to first base anyway, which is a solid joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well done. And she says, that you did. And they laugh. And then we hear Vonda kick in with the real world again from the beginning of the episode. Yeah. Um, and Jason puts up his hand, like in the yes. dream. And Ali kind of touches his fingertips with hers. They go in and they have a kiss and they close their hands over yeah, each other. Yeah. And then Ali walks away and does yeah. a little baseball bat ball again. Uh, like, let it go, Ali. The joke is over. <laughs> I just love time. it. Right. She had a great time. She's suddenly oh. a baseball fan now, yeah. so yeah. you have to yeah. respect that. Yeah. Suddenly. So, so yeah, that was the end of the premiere yeah. of season two. Season two, we're in. Done. Oof. Retry. So it was the Commonwealth versus Laura Jewell, and I feel like we've discussed we this have, quite a lot. Yeah. But I think, are we all, she's guilty as hell? She yeah. broke the law and raped a minor. It's pretty straightforward. Send like, her down! And it's not like she's even sorry. She was lovely. No, she's it. not. She's, she's she like, doesn't see what she's done. She has the arrogance no. of being like, yeah, I've done nothing wrong. They're like, looking back on it as going, it was fucking great. And he loved it, and just putting words in his mouth for so many things. Yeah. It was all just, ugh. Yeah, it was. It's massive, like statutory ugh. rape yeah. is fucking I'm proud statutory of it, yeah. rape. Yeah. Like, there's, like, there's a it. line, lines have been put in like place Like, that's the point of statutory crimes. reason. Like, it, it made for an interesting episode in terms of, like, that character and being that brazen. It's weird, because you could have done the whole, this storyline where it's someone who maybe, like, regret it all, but it's happened, and she's yeah. trying to, like, defend it, because it would be the same situation of defending herself, but completely different context of like why and her attitudes for it. You can imagine like it happening and being like, oh, I feel really bad. And maybe Jason is the one's going at this point, like, oh, I actually really liked it and stuff. And I don't agree with the whole trial and everything. That's a whole different dynamic. Yeah, they, yeah, instead they went with like, oh no, I did it and I loved it. And you all would have done the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's really disturbing. It's yeah. disturbing. It's really disturbing um, that that is never actually confronted for what it is. It's, it's, a slippery slope and a dangerous slope when you start romanticising statutory rape. Yeah, completely. Not good. It's not okay. It's I'm not, not good with okay. it. And yeah. writing it as if it's a romance novel and shooting it as if it's like yes. softcore porn. And exactly. I think you mean Dawson's Creek. Not Dawson's but Creek. also, <laughs> I think it's really interesting in terms of like, now in this, in this uh, episode, because I looked up how old the actor would have been when he shot Right, this, okay. And I think he was... 19 so roughly the age he's supposed to be now yeah but i'm like he looks obviously he looks exactly the same when they shoot the 16 year old and it's like but there are a lot Mm. of physical changes that Mm. can happen between 16 and 18 and one of the big problems in tv and film is that when they They are doing stories about teenagers they cast people in their early 20s usually that is a problem and also write those characters to be a lot more mature than they actually are Dawson's Creek case also in this in terms of like he is seriously insightful in a way that is not realistic yeah and he is never shown to be, uh, and I'm not saying that teenagers can't be insightful or, or can't have or mature, deep feelings yeah. or, or I'm not saying that, but there You're are there the are huge elements way. of immaturity with that. It's the and emotional immaturity that sits behind it. It's not so much what you say; it's how you feel. Yeah. yeah, and you can't write how people feel. You can only show that primarily by what they're saying. Yeah, yeah. but also by what they do. Yeah, and, and like. The fact that it's just like, you wouldn't find this 
kid so attractive if you saw him with his bunch of mates? Yeah. Because he, he'd immediately he'd be, be an 18 year old yeah. or a 16 year old and yeah. you'd be like, oh yeah, no, he really is a child. I think there's a lot you of, uh, like a lot of media these days are getting it more and more right in terms of casting kids to play kids. Like, yeah. like Stranger Things. Stranger Things. Stranger Things and, is amazing. And, yeah, the, and the new, um, and the new It film for instance. I haven't seen that yeah. they're all genuine kids so when there's moments where like the boys in that are kind of like looking at the girl and being like ooh girl like it feels weird to us because it is like a bunch of kids yeah but that they would explore that at that age yeah. but we're able to watch that and be like oh I'm not going ooh yeah 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 and I think yeah certainly in the past and like you said I think it is starting to get better in that regard there's this ageing up of teenagers yeah that therefore makes it easier for adults to be like, yeah. oh, well, then sleeping with teenagers it's is fine. It's fine because they look That's like this. Because, because yeah. look at, like... Like, it's really funny, I listened to a podcast called El Malby that's about, uh, it's Buffy. a rewatch Buffy yeah. uh, podcast, which I love. And they're always talking about Cordelia and, like, being like... She's she looks 30. like a twenty-year-old woman, which like a, or a woman I in her late twenties. She was 20s. in her late twenties. Late twenties, yeah. Like, she, and she looks like it. Yeah. <laughs> so it's really weird. Like, and there are moments where it's like, like. It's but it's just, also like the Scream movies, which came around around yeah. this time. They're meant to be in high school, and all of them were in their mid to yeah. late twenties. And it's that. So it makes it, it. Yeah. So it it makes it okay then for the film to over sexualize these characters because the people that are playing them are adults I, yeah and that that has a knock-on effect yeah. on society I, I can't yeah. remember i can't remember the actress now but there's someone i remember reading and she's been playing like high school age for like 12 years or something that's wow. insane like, i think she started it when she was that age and now she's like 30 and, and still looks younger. i mean riverdale yeah. Like they're yeah. all in their early twenties. Yeah, they kind of. That's and, in... and and Josie is in. She's thirty. Oh well, I was going to say Riverdale's an interesting example because that's one where they look like they're late twenties playing kids, but a lot of them are actually quite young. Maybe not Josie then, because um, Lily Reinhardt, you know, um, Betty, she's like twenty or twenty, I think, on the nose. So she's twenty one. Maybe twenty one now. But yeah. when it started like twenty. So that's almost like you're almost there. But they then they look too but old. Like, yeah, yeah. Who are like uh, yeah, but then it's that thing of like but they wanna have sexy stories with yeah. teenagers and and they oh. can't do that with child actors that would be child porn. So it, it or not child porn, <laughs> but like Well then write better stories. Exactly. Like it's just but it's that's the problem is like teenagers are sexualized in a way that makes adults feel like they're fair game. Yeah. And that's yeah. Wrong. Wrong, exactly. wrong, sick and wrong. Verdict of the week. The jury's back. Let's go round the table. Who wants to go first? Matt? Yeah, I think I think I think I changed it around. I think I was writing that the John hiring Nell to be your pervy was my verdict and he was gonna be guilty, but I made him the objection. Okay. So I think the verdict's just the general uh, Ambiance. <laughs> the general attitude the of, all, of all the. <laughs> I've never watched Guilty show. Okay. Uh, I think it's just the general cattiness of all the female characters in the office. Oh, that's mine. Film. I've yeah. got exactly the same one. So I've given Ali. Jo I know this is a triple, but. Yeah, fair enough. Ali, George, and Elaine 
guilty. are all guilty for being so mean to Nell. Yeah. And it's just so interesting because I just remember really vividly watching this episode originally when it first yeah. came out, being like, oh, Nell, what a bitch. Of course they won't like her just rocking up. But now I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. Like, it's it's completely... Out of nowhere. Like, got no reason, no rhyme or reason to it. And it just makes... But it perpetuates this thing that you should just be anti-women when they turn up in your situation. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm really sad that I, again, would have taken that away as a young woman being like, oh, when a new woman shows up, you've got to be on the lookout for, you know, what they can do to, you'll have to compete with them. Yeah. For what? Like, for what? Yeah, There's nothing exactly. to compete yeah. with there. Yeah. Like, they've, all, they've all got seeing, a job. Like, rather than all... seeing as, like, another person that can be supportive and understands what it's like and to be a woman in this world yeah, yeah exactly. exactly like no it's it's more competition it's more uh it's ridiculous it, it's it's horrible so it's yeah. really stupid they're all um, mm-hmm. straight out of the gate three guilties mm. yeah boom 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 well from me uh, and yeah. mine is uh, our leaderboard is <laughs> <laughs> up the charts. mine mine is the flip of that and i've given now not guilty ah. um because uh, she literally turns up in the office being completely normal and friendly <laughs> and, 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 and all the women instantly start hating on her and she didn't deserve it in no, any way I'm glad she did that. yeah so i was just like yeah that's i cool. nearly gave tracy a not guilty just for being so awesome and because i didn't expect <laughs> her to be there but uh yeah no i'm glad i come back yeah uh, i've got one big question kind of about the show and what you think in general that okay. i'm doing my mind i was gonna check in the mailbag for years for years i tell you and it's like you know you often have these chats about the the, the trouble you know problematic things that characters do and stuff and it's like how much do you think it's a case of writers writing problematic characters on purpose because flawed characters are what's interesting and it makes for good TV versus, oh, these are probably the views of the writers in the era. I think it's a mix. I think it's a mix, yeah. I think sometimes they do things for um, the reaction and the audience Mm. to be like, oh, we're going to say something controversial so everyone will tune in. Um, But I think sometimes it's more insidious than that. It's like, like, that was just their They agree with that, yeah. Yeah. That, that is, that is a that prevailing lies. attitude or it's just something it wouldn't have even occurred for them to think about or think that it was a problem yeah. or like yeah so it's a mixture of both I think it's it for me and it's probably you can't draw a hard and fast sort of line as to which is which but for the most part I think likely it's normally kind of the more headline like big plot points that are controversial mm. I think they're more likely to you be hope like they're on the side of that's, no. that's them just wanting to get ratings mm. it's mm. the stuff where it's not so much big plot points it's like insidious like just woven into the fabric of the show or like show. how they've chosen to who they've chosen Frame to cast it. as a character yeah. like that kind of thing that's the stuff where I'm like you know no, guys you, really don't get yeah, it don't, like, yeah. yeah that wasn't a choice that was you not thinking yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, this is how it is, or this is what we believe. Or this is just the attitude of the time. time. Yeah. 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 Like, that it doesn't really, make it right, but... Because no, yeah. that can be tricky to decipher, which is why looking back at a show from 20 years ago is so interesting, because it's yes, like, oh, yes. are you on their side? Are you are you argumenting against it and hoping people get that you're doing that? It's like when like dark comedies are very satirical, and in the wrong, if the wrong people watch certain episodes or films they take the wrong things away yeah like, no we're taking the piss out of all you people yeah 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 it's yeah. that yeah. version for like serialized drama where it's like oh how much are you 
going, yes, let's highlight this issue and hopefully the audience will be like, oh yeah, that's wrong. Yeah. Rather than going, this is what people are like. Yeah. Oh, wait, what? How yeah. are people seeing it? it yeah. Is, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting to yeah. look back, especially with today's yeah. eyeballs. Yeah. Freshly 2019 eyeballs. Yeah. How yeah. are yours feeling? Uh, okay. Pretty good. Mine good. pretty good, yeah. Okay, Only so. one year away from with 2020 vision. Yeah. I can't wait for 2020 vision. That's me. Such we'll we'll have to say, like, 2020 vision. Yeah, exactly. Um, the season three tagline. Yeah, exactly. yeah, Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Okay. Next year. Yeah. <laughs> um, Let's do this year first. So, yeah, so thank you so much for yeah, coming yeah, on. Yeah, thanks for being really here. really fun. It's been great. Uh, yeah, do you want to tell everyone how we can uh, find you if they yes. want to find you? Uh, so we're spotlightpod at gmail.com for direct email, spotlightpod uh, on Instagram and Twitter, uh, we're on Facebook as well, and by the time this episode and you're listening to this, we should have uh, some new episodes out, including our latest spotlight at the movies, which is Invasion of the Body Snatchers, 1978. Awesome. Awesome. <coughs> um, doing a lot more of them, got some more interviews lined up, cool. some pretty cool, exciting stuff, so hopefully we'll... We haven't, we haven't gone on hiatus or anything, but we've had a natural break over... Over, over January, yeah, because yeah, we, we released our Christmas episode uh, looking at Patrick Stewart's Christmas Carol from 1999. We released that and then that was kind of everything we had banked. Now, as of recording today, we're recording some more. So, Great. a little gap and now we should be pressing on with some a lot more stuff. Awesome. Perfect. Yes. Fantastic. And of course, you can find us in the usual places. Yeah. Bygones Podcast on Twitter and search for it on Facebook and Bygones Pod on Instagram. Or you can email us at bygonespodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. But until next time... Yeah. Bye, Bye Bygones!